0: Hello, guys and girls, and welcome to episode 111 of the F-Reality podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook and on Twitch. You can also catch the show live in VR using big screen TV and chat with other like-minded VR enthusiasts. The show goes live at 7pm in Europe, 6pm in the UK and 12 midday in Central US. You can also check out the audio version, which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Anchor, and on Spotify. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback during the show, please put them in the chat. We'll try and answer as many questions as we can. Of course, now it's time for me to introduce you to the team. First up, this guy is at one with the rhythm and totally addicted to bass. It's the VR mover and shaker, Zimtok 5 how you doing, man? You're right.
1: <laughs> Addicted to the face. I was like, I was like, who's this? And then rowdy pulled this like massive grin, and I was like, all right, rowdy played something this week that was musical, and then it came to me. Uh, <clears throat> I'm good. Mike is referring to my addiction to um, uh, immersion in all of its flavorful forms, uh, one of which is audio. Um, actually, lately I've been thinking of selling my butt kicker because I use the sub pack all the time. But the thing I I have been as I've said, fingering for years is considering getting a headphone amp, uh, which for those who aren't into kind of autophilia, uh, is to help uh, reproduce the music even better and drive headphones, particularly high impedance headphones. And so I picked up a, a little amp this week. Uh, it's a famous one, uh, the Fio E10K, on the back of some recommendations from one of the lads on the, from the from Crow Team, from the Sirius Sam crowd, and. Uh, so far, I've been impressed, but I need to listen to it. I'm very keen on trying it out with game audio as well as music. So um,
0: uh, wait to hear back more about that. I'm I'm kind of jealous in a way because I'm I'm practically tone deaf. Like I'm not actually tone deaf, but I can't I, can, I can't actually listen to things and say yeah that sounds good or sounds bad. I have no idea what sounds good and what sounds bad. Uh, so much so to the, to the point that I had to go to YouTube headquarters yesterday to go on a course with Adobe <laughs> to find out. From a professional, what is good and what is bad. Yeah. So hopefully, uh, it should help us up the audio game of this show as well. So, good. yeah,
1: that must have been yeah. fun. That's in. So that's London. That's like in. I think you're in the YouTube Creator Space for that.
0: That's right. Yeah, the London uh, space. Yeah, it's really cool there. Actually, they they host all sorts of like little courses like that, help creators uh, sort of level up a little bit, which is really useful, yeah. especially for me that uh, doesn't know the difference between what sounds good and what sounds bad. But anyway, I digress. Uh, next up. Armed with his proton pack and traps, he's our resident VR Ghostbuster. Who knows, never to cross the streams. It's Nathy. How you doing, man? you alright. Oh
2: yeah, yeah. I'm still <laughs> wiping off that, you know, that that marshmallow. Uh, but hey, um, ectoplasm. Yeah. yeah, also, also, <laughs> all kinds of of goo, you know. But uh, oh yeah, no, no.
0: If, if, if you need to call someone, it's me. Yep. <laughs> and if and if they need a, a cleanup crew after you've been there with your ectoplasm, oh, who do they call them? I'm, I'm not
3: responsible for, for that. I'll <laughs> so oh, we'll okay. leave a number, <laughs> we'll leave a number
0: in the description box down below. Yeah. So that, someone that's that's someone else's lady. responsibility, okay, yes. I it. Okay. So, uh, next up, you don't want to be stuck in space with this next guy. Possibly the galaxy's worst spaceship pilot. <laughs> it's the one and only, the one and only Dr. Rowdy guy. How you doing, man? You're right, Doctor Rowdy Guy. Now that is an introduction. Yeah, <laughs> I'm am <laughs> d- doing all right.
3: You know, I uh, con- contrary to what you you might believe, I did survive my space adventures, and I've actually started watching the new uh, Star Trek season as well on uh, on Netflix. Uh, the one uh, that started in I believe in 2018, uh, mm-hmm. like a new season started Star Trek Discovery. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started watching that one and I'm kind of enjoying it. Like, I, I never really been much into Star Trek, Um, mostly because a lot of it was a bit too old for me in order to really, like, get into it. Um, There's also the reason why I put all, like, kind of, like, Star Wars music in my video just to piss people off even more. And it worked perfectly. <laughs> so, yeah, I,
0: I'd say mission accomplished. <laughs> nice. A bit like you. I never really got into the TV show, but I did enjoy the most recent movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. me as well. I don't know. Next I, year, I, I'm watching next generation the TV show...
3: Okay. I, I'm watching a TV show actually now, like the uh, the, how is it called? Discovery, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm actually enjoying it. Nice. Who's the captain nice. in that one? Um, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna say anything because it's it's gonna spoil. Oh, okay. Okay. Interesting. Happen.
1: Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay, so uh, if you don't know who I am, my name is Mike, host of the show from Virtual Reality Oasis. We've got a busy show for you today. Some of the highlights include some rumors about a VR version of Red, De- Red Dead Redemption 2 uh, on PC. Uh, we've got uh, Varro who released their second super high-end headset for business and enterprise applications. Zim's going to give you the lowdown on the latest releases to look forward to next week. We're then going to be talking about Tilt 5, an augmented reality headset for lovers of board games. That's going to be super interesting. I think Zim's going to dig <laughs> this one, sorry. actually.
1: Bo- board game for lovers? What the heck is this? It caught my attention anyway.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and finally, Nathy's going to give us a rundown of the best PSVR games of 2019 voted by the community. Uh, but first, let's find out what everyone's been playing this week and their highlight of the week. And feel free, of course, to join in in the chat, and we can read out what you've been playing as well. Uh, and first up to the plate is uh, is Zim. Um, so, what have you been up to, dude?
1: Most most of this week, I've been recovering with the neck issue I've been having. But today, I stuck my head back into a headset for the first time in like a week and a half. So I'm very happy about that. Uh, did pretty well actually. Um, tried a few things. So I dipped into a couple of things, and I think the one that I'd I'll mention a little bit about Kingspray, which I toyed with a bit later. I'll cover that in releases. But um, I, I went into Robo Recall on Quest, and um, not so much about the game so much as perhaps the tracking. Uh, when you take such a break from VR, you come back to it. One of the things I really noticed with the Oculus Quest, we we talked about this slightly on last week's um, cast as well, was the proximity that you can get the Oculus Quest controllers are the headset now. Like I literally was like scraping my head trying to break the tracking and stuff. And and the jitter, or the jitter I'd get just very slight, very, very slight like hiccups. They've done a fantastic job at that kind of interpolation for the movement, you know, using the internal gyros as well. But from a software leap from where it was originally, it was so different to Rift S. Like originally, when we first mm. sat down with the, the devices side by side at PAX, where... I felt like you had a space helmet on when you had the Quest and you couldn't bring the controllers that close to the headset. But being able to kind of basically scrape them along the headset now is great. Um, even even like moving in erratic patterns and all that kind of stuff, I just did a bunch of that and I was really smiling off the back of it. And then the second thing I was kind of toying with was, you know how Quest in version 9 of the, of, of the, of the runtime um, has gotten this kind of different pass-through, pass-through plus I think is what they called it. Um, where it's got a bit of distortion, but it it does a pretty nice job. It's, I would say it's a welcome change in terms of how it um, represents the real world. It's less barrel distortion now, uh, less of that kind of fish-eyed view. That said, I think the stereo depth still isn't there. I think it's still a mono image because you go try and pick something up, like I tried to pick up a dinner plate or something, uh, and you realize then. You're like, hang on, my brain isn't working the same way it normally does. So. Just tinkering and playing with the quest um or just getting things ready to be able to put a show on again and uh very happy that I'm finally at that stage where I can reintegrate myself back in but it's weird being away from VR for that long honestly uh even just that period of like been now forcing to play uh 2d games and stuff it kind of sucks <laughs> it kind of yeah. sucks i I really don't want to be in a world like without VR. And I I, I know mm-hmm. I've known that, but when you're steeped in it for so long, you know, distance does make the heart grow fonder. And uh, that's how I feel.
3: It's it's actually funny that you kind of touch upon that because um, last uh, yesterday, uh, me and a couple of friends, like we used to always come together and uh, have like a game night and just like have fun and, uh, and uh, play like some oh, mostly 2D games. And yesterday we did that again. We tried to pick that back up again. And uh, the, the funny thing is that, VR then is much less popular because it's so much harder to find something that we all can play and all can enjoy. And of course, you can cast it and you can like watch it on the screen now, but it's not really the same kind of thing. Uh, so we did we did try some VR as well, but uh, mostly mostly we actually played the two D games, even though we have like three or four VR assets here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. that's and still it, it's still it's still a, the barrier for entry, the, the kind of challenge to share yeah. in person. Still isn't easy. I know there were recent Uh, updates on Quest. Now you can cast to a TV and all that, and supported by certain Google. Remind me of the Google device, Chromecast. Chromecast. Chromecast, The Chromecast. Uh, Yeah,
3: I tried that yesterday actually, and and it worked fairly okay. Um, And I had this one guy he played like Vader Immortal from like beginning up until end, while all the rest was doing something else. (laughs) (laughs) But but even even that is not the end station. I think what we have seen with uh, uh,
2: covert and also with Acron, that's kind of what we want to you know play mm. with our friends like watching a screen watching a tv a tablet and, and see someone you know enjoy vr yeah. is nice yes but it's still not that you join them in their adventures and i think what we're seeing with these crossovers where someone has a mobile phone and can tap in is 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 a, is like the next level i would say yeah
0: yeah and we've got um one of those to talk about actually Ooh. in our news this oh, week oh, um, oh I think oh. i think you're going to be oh. very uh, excited about Um, but Mm -hmm. yeah I think I think like you said uh, Zim about the tracking particularly on Quest um, and and Rift S you know you kind of we kind of all took it for granted, really, like this inside out tracking and like how great it actually was. I know it had its sort of a few issues in the beginning, but like you say, most of them have been ironed out now, especially when you sort of then use a product like the Cosmos, who's trying to replicate what's going on there with the inside out tracking, but using a different technology. Yeah. And you realize actually how difficult it is. And I think it gives you a, yeah. a greater appreciation of actually how far Oculus have come you know, with that technology. True. And, and that was only totally earlier
1: this year. Like this is not something that they rested on their laurels, right? That that mm. software patch came within a number of months and now it's just accepted as part of the package. And someone who picks mm-hmm. up a Quest won't know that it wasn't quite as good as it is now. And, you yeah. know, I, I was scrolling through my library. I've got everything installed that you can on on the Quest. Still got tw- 20 gig free, by the way. So we're not quite there yet. The store is still mm-hmm. smaller than the, lar- the larger of the two quests. But it's like... Yeah, you, know, you take all that for granted. There, there's a lot on that store now, there's a bundle. I, I think you take it for granted because
2: the Oculus Quest had such a smooth launch compared to other headsets, where mm. if you bought the Rift it's S true. or right now the Vive Cosmos, you had to deal with certain issues that get updated later on. So mm. then you realize that a part of the magic is all software and not just, you know, the the outside. Mm. Um, so yeah, with Quest, it's like, it. as far as I know, for me, it worked out of the box. Uh, mm-hmm. and I never really experienced any
1: serious trekking issues, so. But also yeah. the point that's- you made earlier in the summer, remember we, like, after the initial launch and they did the 50 games release, like, early summer, like June, people were getting a bit cranky about, they're like, oh, where's the new Quest games? But to be honest, they've done a pretty damn good job of feeding it. Like, there's two to four games dropping a week on Quest, mm-hmm. and look at the other platforms. I mean, Steam gets a fair run, but... Yeah, and,
0: yeah, and every. True. And everyone's got pistol whip to look forward to, and you're going to go nuts for oh, that. So <laughs> there's um, so much
1: coming out, you know. But I just, yeah. I, I was, I would love to be the fly on the wall for these development teams uh, trying to release on multiple platforms. And to the Akron example that Nathan gave, when you're trying to launch on iOS and stuff, like, and Android stores as well as these, you have to time all that. You know, it all has to be approved and ready on the same yeah. date. That's
0: not easy. It's hard. That's true. Uh, yeah. So let's pass it over to uh, to Nathie then. Find out what you've been up to uh, this week. Maybe your highlight of the week this week.
2: Yeah. So first of all, let's go to the to the chat. Cool. So we had okay. Andreas who played, also known as Ball, by the way. He's a you know a community man,
0: as we. OG community man as well. Oh yeah. OG. Oh yeah.
2: Um, so he finished off Sirius Sam, uh, the second
1: encounter. I'm sure that Zim played that one. Did you finish <laughs> it actually, or not? Actually, second encounter, right? I don't think I've played that in VR. No? I, I, oh. I played the original Second the Encounter the second it came out, start to finish. But no. it's, very, it's very chaotic, that's all I know. That's the one with the pumpkin heads, I think, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> and then I also started playing
2: Asgard's Wrath on uh, Revive, and he finished Evasion 2. I'm sure that Mike had a certain review about Evasion. It's from uh, Arch- Architects, oh, right? Oh,
0: yeah, I really didn't like that game. Yeah, no. Um, I thought the premise was pretty cool. Um, I think playing it with four players probably will make it much more fun, but playing it solo was just a grind for me, for, for sure. sure. Huh. Yeah. Well,
2: at least you still have Asgard's Wrath. So, True. that's nice. Um, then we have a Supa Fupa. He uh, tried Kendo VR. Um, he says it's new and in early uh, alpha. I thought it was quite old. It's like this ninja game, right? Mm hmm. But I thought it was around for a while, uh, but apparently it's, uh, it's new. Interesting. Um, then we have shantomio uh, He finished Shadow Legend. Uh, mixed feelings, but overall positive. Hmm. Then we have Watto UK, one of our loyal viewers. <laughs> he played a little of No Man's Sky and a lot yeah. of Asgard's Wrath and also put a deluxe audio uh, strap on his quest in preparation for his CV1's retirement. slash. <laughs> funeral i would say (laughs) (laughs) rip in peace and then two more uh, we have jeffrey goodman uh, he says uh, ever uh, go back to a simple arcade game and get lost for a few days Uh, for some uh, reason i went back and played back to the future pinball yeah well pinball is also fun Uh, in vr and also outside of vr I still think it's more fun in real life than it is in in VR, to be honest. Um, But hey, uh, that's just my opinion. And then last but not least, we have Jamie, uh, who uh, is looking forward to Thrill of the Fight coming to the Quest. Mm. So he's doing a little bit of work that Zim is usually doing with the releases. So you can thank him for that. Um, Mm. But it's not coming out just yet. So we got to wait for that one. Um, But yeah, what I played is uh, I I wanted to highlight uh, Cartoon Network journeys vr it's a free experience you can check out on uh, on steam works with almost every headset as far as i know Uh, and uh yeah it's basically a game in where you uh, go on an adventure you can um, dive into three playing cards and explore them from the inside so every playing card holds a world that you can jump into and uh, then you go on an epic uh, epic journey Uh, and funny enough Cartoon Network sent me a package with the card, so I can show you what it's kind of like. So say. this is yeah. this is the first one. This is desert. This is where you arrive when you get into uh, the game, and it shows a hand uh, holding a card with
1: a uh, what is it like a, a fire emblem? Yeah. Are yeah? Are you actually playing as the card? Is, the, are, is that your character, or so is it just a selection that you're making? It's like a level. Yeah, it's 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 a selection. So uh, this this playing
2: card suggests that you have to throw a card into the fire, and that's what you do in this title. So you arrive at this campfire, and then you get uh, uh, three cards in front of you that you can grab and then throw into the fire to get into those cards. And then you have three options. You have uh, just to impress. <laughs> And that it shows a jester that is uh, in, a, in, a, in a fire. Trying to impress. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but is sweating, so the pressure is real. Then we have Beyond Bee... I think it's Beeville, yes. Beyond Beeville. Um, so you can see a couple of bees sitting on a <sighs> ginormous... What is it? Like honey flower thing. I don't know. Looks a little creepy. And then last but not least, we have Cosma Quest. This one is really trippy. You go deeper down the rabbit hole. So I actually went into two of these cards. Uh, I didn't go into Cosma Quest. I was like, let's just go for something easy first. Um, So I I did Jest to impress. I think it's the best one you can try. So I threw it into the fire and then I arrived at this kingdom where I became a Jester and had to impress the king. And I had to do all kinds (laughs) of tricks and The funny part was I had no idea what to do. So every time I had to do something new, I had to juggle, I had to play the piano and then suddenly I had to do a little dance. And while I was doing that, there was like this ginormous monster below me waiting for me to, you know, fall into his trap because the King has a lever. And if he doesn't like what you're doing, then he might drop you into his, you know, pit. So yeah, that's, that's uh, cartoon network. And uh, it's it's funny that they are making a, a VR game they they made some stuff before you know you have uh, what is it Magic man's hat games uh, that is one of those like third person titles that you can play it's uh it's it has an adventure time uh, vibe to it hmm. and um yeah this one is has nothing to really do with the show or anything that is on TV. It does kind of have the style of Cartoon Network so you do feel like you're in one of their shows that don't exist because it's you're not you know meeting the Powerpuff girls or you're not going back in time in any way it's just something fresh something new um, and the reason why i checked it out is because the developer one of the developers is paper crane uh, games and i know them very well because i tried their uh, pokemon snap experience where you had to uh, photograph dinosaurs Uh, it was on uh, oculus share it was also free i don't think it's available anymore but um yeah they they finally went from this super small project that they made for fun to now working together with cartoon network so i was like let's just celebrate Hmm. like four or five years of working really hard and getting to the point where you can work together with one of the most awesome tv channels that i ever watched as a kid so yeah that's uh that's uh, that's the game, and it's free once again. So you can check it out on Steam. It's it's cool. It's it's a hidden gem, and I didn't really hear much about it. I don't think it had the you know advertisement. uh it, yeah. it, it, it should have gotten.
1: I'd not heard a thing. <laughs> and uh, Eric Hartley, one of our friends there in chat, is uh, saying that it's uh, pot Oh, sorry, it was PD who said uh, I heard the Cartoon Network experience is time limited. So is it time it limited? It oh now. my! So. Well, then you should do it the righty-tighty now. Well, not
2: first listen to the show and watch it, yeah, but uh, exactly. maybe maybe after that. Yeah. Stay.
1: <laughs> Stay.
0: Please all don't all leave. All I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Maybe I should have not mentioned this one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Natey. Dang it. Nice suggestion, though. Nice suggestion. Um, so what about you then, Raddy? What have you been up to this week? I have played two things uh the first one is the one that I
3: saw pop up in chat a lot as well that's uh, Asgard's Wrath mm. uh and I think another one that that you're probably going to mention later on uh, Mike but uh the the thing that I actually wanted to highlight was that I dove back into Star Trek uh, Bridge Crew mm. um oh, which yeah. was a nice. hilarious experience just to do it again uh what basically was uh, user ID and and Chris uh, some people that I, that I play with quite regularly and we made chris a captain and uh, we just the entire two hours of that we played that game we just like got on his nerves up until like he started like completely like going mental and saying like i don't want to do this anymore yeah. just because it's such a i mean the game itself hasn't changed that much since it has been released but it drives so much in like the interactions and you all have like those specific roles that are so important it's I still like that game a lot. Yeah. And it's one thing that I still want to want to see in that game is I want to walk around in a ship mm. that I'm sitting in. Mm. I just find it a shame that I'm not able to get up and get to a certain sea because it would make everything even more frantic. <laughs> if, for example, something happens, you need to run to your yeah. station and yeah. try to like get everything done in time. Mm. I would really yeah. like to see that. I think um, they uh,
2: had an update, right? Because you now have an extra role that you can play. Uh, and you could, uh, I think, uh, control the uh, you know most famous ship in uh, Star Trek. So they did do a couple of updates, um,
3: but yeah, uh, they also have a like we played actually we we played the paid DLC. Uh, there's like a DLC that came after that, uh, so we we play with that one. There's also a very cool ship to, to be playing around in, and then um, the, the missions in itself are a bit still like I think a bit meh because it's like a lot of doing just the same kind of thing. Mm. Um, But still, it's like this is one of those games that is driven entirely by interactions of like you and your fellow players. And it's almost a guarantee that something weird or something funny is bound to happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, And once you finally do complete a mission, after like, you know, especially the harder missions, after you've tried it so many times in order to get it right, Mm -hmm. it does feel like, uh, you know, you've accomplished something. So I Mm -hmm. do like that. And I like what they have like with the. The, the meeting table like before you start oh, where you yeah, can, like, yeah, yeah. talk yeah. about like oh the mission isn't and that and like you're gonna take that role and you're gonna <laughs> it's it's hilarious this uh, title uh, is so quite
2: well. hard by the way to you know oh it is uh, especially but, at yeah. the start you have to do these tutorials if you don't then you blow up the entire ship i, I think mike and i played it like a while back with don mm-hmm. a vr gamer dude who's a big fan of star trek and he was like totally role playing at this and he, was all, he knew, like, if you watch the show, well, yeah. I'm not saying it's easier to control because watching the show is way different than actually flying this ginormous ship and also working together with your friends that don't want to listen to you, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but it's so much fun. It's, it's great. And uh, usually you have these titles where you can chit-chat in the meanwhile, but this one is really, like, you need to communicate all the time because if you oh, don't, yeah. things start to go haywire.
0: Uh, yeah absolutely if you want a game that's kind of similar that you do actually go to different locations and walk around is it's from other sons i knew he was course. gonna say it. Yeah. i was like
1: you can't you and, and <laughs> it's interesting though um i think that the there's another one that's actually just launching uh just launched their unveiling at uh, at egx called space team which is kind of mm-hmm. like the two games had a love child because it's mm-hmm. a three player yeah
3: but you don't move around
1: Mm-hmm. and you're, you're you're glued around the yeah. table. So I, is, I do want to
3: say that uh, for From Other sons, like uh, what I miss in that one a little bit is like the micromanagement that you get at the, at the console stations. Mm-hmm. Like for example, with Star Trek, you need mm-hmm. to like, you need to divert power to engineering, you need to mm-hmm. divert power to the shields yeah. and that. It's like really, you really need to work together mm-hmm. in that perspective on the console stations. while with from other sons, it's much more working together when you actually go off of the ship and try to like, you know, get somewhere and, yeah. and, and, and pirate and be in yeah. being a pirate or whatever that you what you're doing in there. Um mm-hmm. so I do find that a little bit different still. So. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um but the other one that you mentioned there was one unveiled at EGX. There is another one that's very similar as well called failsafe that's kind of mm-hmm. in the works. Okay. Uh, that that also looks very similar where you have to work together on a on a ship as a team. That's cool. Um but the game that I wanted to highlight this week is um, Panther VR. Um, Nathie and I both played it this week. Uh, I think Kaz and Cherry also played it on their channel. And we talked about this game um, a few weeks ago on the podcast because mm. it was being crowdfunded as a, as a Kickstarter campaign by mm. Dutch developers Wolfdog Interactive. And I think Rowdy actually said he he met them, right? I met them uh, as well, yeah. 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 Because yeah. Yeah. Um, I think they worked with closely with Vertigo Games, right? Uh, they worked Correct. on Skyworld? Okay, Correct, right. yes. Um, so, yeah, Panther VR uh, is a stealth game. Uh, you're part of this kind of like um, guild, which is like an international kind of secret organization where you're a, a guild of thieves and you get basically tasked by the highest bidder uh, for your work so you can go and steal something for them. And in this kind of pre alpha demo that we had access to, uh, you're kind of tasked with infiltrating like a research lab to recover a virus and then escape. And uh, yeah, I had really, fu- I had a lot of fun with this one. Um, you know, I was looking forward to checking it out anyway, just from you know the little snippet that we we saw and the, what we discussed on the show. Um, but you have this like really nice, clean inventory system where you know in this demo you had a, a silence pistol, you had an assault rifle, uh, you also had some gadgets like a grappling hook and like a remote controlled drone. Um, in the full game, apparently you'll be able to choose your own loadout for the mission that you're you're going to go yeah. on, but um. I really like the art style. It's kind of like cartoony looking, uh, which I feel works really well in VR. You know, you can get away with a lot with that kind of art style, a bit like Borderlands style, uh, sort of cell shaded art style. Um, but, you know, it had a lot of interact interactivity as well. Like you can climb physically climb ladders and ropes and stuff like that. You know, you don't get teleported up them. Uh, it's smooth locomotion. So, you know, you want the most immersive experience. It kind of delivers that because it doesn't really have any HUD that's like in your face either you know yeah. all the kind of um hard elements like you know the the ammo counters on the guns are like on the back of the gun and it, it it's just really clean aesthetic yeah. Yeah. um also like mission objectives are like uh like plastered on parts of the scenery so a bit like splinter cell if you imagine imagine some of the old splinter cell trailers with the kind of the graphics and the mission objectives like putting on being put on walls in the distance as you progress through a level it's kind of how they do it so it's a really nice clean unobtrusive hard clean aesthetic Mm -hmm. which i really enjoy
3: it is is it's still a like a pre-alpha demo so everything of it is is non-final they're still going to do a lot of changes on that and also i think that in the demo now it's
0: only um smooth locomotion yep yeah 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 and and again yeah you're totally right it's pre-alpha things can change i gave them tons of feedback um Mm -hmm. stuff that i just thought they could tweak or you know improve a little bit but overall for a pre-alpha like promising worked surprisingly well very no sort of um bugs or anything that i encountered and the game itself you know the the mechanics of creeping around and being stealthy in vr is always fun you know like it's actually
3: quite impressive that they have a a pre-alpha demo that is actually already fully playable fully playable uh, i mean they're still running the kickstarter i believe they still have about 13 or 14 days to go yeah they're currently sitting at about like 80 percent. i think Yep, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, it looks like it's. I mean, I mean, they still need like a final little push in order to yep. get funded, I think. But uh, it looks like it, you know, it's going to happen. And it's one of those titles that is probably good to happen as well because it's something that we haven't really seen that much in VR yet.
0: Yeah, and the thing is as well, like you know, it was stealthy all the way up till like the end, where you have to kind of steal this virus and you get discovered, and then these kind of SWAT teams start rolling in, and then you break out the assault rifle and start going uh-huh. loud and yeah. sort of have to shoot your way out you like got this epic like scene where you're sliding down a, a zip line in slow motion and you know it just it was just really really cool and and, and really good especially for a pre alpha like i say so i think it's going to be a promising game definitely looking forward to seeing what more they bring to the table in terms of like different weapons different loadouts different missions different objectives um but i think it's definitely a, a promising start for this title indeed how
1: does it compare to things like aspire 1 and those games that you've trialed before or even the kayaking
0: one Oh. Yeah, so so like okay, so I wouldn't necessarily compare it to Phantom because I think that is a game in, 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 in its own sense. You know, being in a kayak is is very different, but it it does obviously compare very well to Espire One, and both games in in their own right are very very good, and they both have similar mechanics in that you can drag guards uh, once you've knocked them out and hide them places. Espire um, One, I kind of get the the feeling it's kind of um, got this more sort of. Vi- it's got a vibe about it where you're controlling this machine you know yeah. whereas in panther it's you you know you're the mm-hmm. you're the thief whereas in s by 1 you really feel like you're controlling this kind of like terminator machine that's yeah. like a stealth machine
3: you are pretty lethal in that game like in i yeah. i'm still waiting for like a, like a stealth game that would like you know like proper stealth if you don't use stealth you're likely going to die or, like, yeah, where they if... actually mark you down on, like, uh, when you don't hide the bodies, or like they control and they find the bodies, wake them back up. I, w- I would like to see, like, some some more rewarding kind of system in that kind of perspective in a VR game, mm-hmm. um, where you really need to, like, make sure you yeah. don't leave any tracks or something like that, like the old Hitman games did and stuff. Yeah. Like that. I, I, yeah. I, I, like, I've seen a lot of people
2: say, like, hey, you know, how is Aspire 1 compared to, uh, panther vr and honestly yeah you, you you could compare them based on oh yeah i have a you know a silenced uh, pistol etc but uh, the thing with aspire one is is that this game is based on the less kills you make and the less chaos you create the more money you make because in the end yeah, in that cool title system. you make uh, you need to make uh you know you, you need to make sure that you don't do too mm-hmm. much damage so you can make money instead mm-hmm. of lose money and in panther vr it's just you know you need to do this objective Mm. and you can go in loud or silent. It doesn't really matter. It of course impacts the gameplay, but I don't think it impacts your progression system in, Mm. in that sense. Mm. And this was a very early version. So then maybe they have like, you know, achievements or anything like that, that will kind of force you to play in a different way to unlock certain things. Um, But what I want to salute them for is that, you know, they first do the Kickstarter. They first try, uh, on their own to you know uh hype it up and also uh get people uh, you know funding this project and then at like 70 75 percent they're like hmm, maybe we should now throw in a demo and send it to mike natie uh, maybe some websites some other youtubers etc and continue from there so i thought the order they went for mm-hmm. made That's a lot smart. of sense uh and also the demo mm-hmm. shows a like a lot of aspects of this game um, it mm-hmm. worked, by the way. I have so many demos that I get in my email box that don't work, don't work. and that are yeah. that are like not showing the game mm-hmm. at its full potential. And the, this one the... was balanced out in a way, uh, and and mm-hmm. they gave me all the information. They sent me a press kit with all the information on there. So super professional, uh, and it's it's a it's a pleasure to work with a developer like that because. Mm-hmm
3: that way you also can make, make a the good demo video itself, but because a demo is it's not like on steam or something it's just like a like a file that they NF. Yeah. I have bad experiences with those kind of files because they often just don't work mm-hmm. but with this mm-hmm. one I mean I still thinking. need to release my video on it but uh with this one it it just just worked which is, yeah. which is great yeah. but they uh, now they were very
2: you know I just want to say like very Well prepared. I know this is kind of off-grid to uh, what the game is all about, but this is like something I see a lot of developers uh, Mm. don't know how to properly promote their game, but it seems like they know how it works.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I think they did a really good job. And, you know, like... Comparable to Espire One, you know, I think I think both games are going to do super well, and I think if you enjoy stealth games, you're kind of going to be spoilt for choice with both of them. Obviously, right now, Espire One is aiming to be on Quest, whereas I know that the, the feedback from the community, of course, that everyone wants this. Panther game uh, on Quest, but I think they're really focusing on the PC early access, Mm. which is going to be releasing in April next year. Mm. And then, you know, if they get enough support, yeah, do a Quest version later. Because with
2: Aspire 1, it's like they were working on the Quest version and the PC version at the same time. And I did try Aspire 1 on Quest, but I I think they should, and I think they are right now, focusing on the the PC release first. Uh, and then they should move to Quest. And again, we have Oculus Link too, so don't worry.
3: Everyone. That was how, yeah. what I was thinking with the link cable <laughs> coming. It might be a smart choice to be focusing on the on the PC first, and then uh, the Quest maybe mm, yeah. later. PlayStation on. VR could have like could yeah. have Panther
2: as well. I think it would be a fitting mm. platform. Yeah, with the I aim controller. So. Imagine with the aim
3: controller.
0: Would be yeah. Fun. So if you're interested in checking out Panther VR, uh, check out their Kickstart campaign. Like Rowdy said, they've only got a couple more weeks left. Just need that extra little push at the end. And I think they're only asking for 20 bucks. I think, for early access to the game next April on PC. Yeah. So uh, yeah, one to definitely have on your radar for sure. So um, let's get into some news then. And this is going to be the fun part first. Because um, this is an interesting game. It's going to be perfect for those looking for something really scary to play at Halloween. And this is called uh, Rico's Fragments. Um, now, you'll probably remember last week, uh, you know, Zim and I talking about Acron. You know, Zim mentioned it again on this week's show. Basically, you've got a player in VR acting as a tree, and then you've got mobile players as kind of squirrels that are trying to steal the tree's nuts. It's a super fun game, asymmetrical multiplayer. And... Uh, It's an interesting concept as well, but it seems like these developers have taken that concept (laughs) and applied it to a horror game. And that's basically what Rico's Fragments is all about. So you've got a player that's in VR trying to escape a haunted house, while you've got friends and family on mobile devices, up to eight of them, Um, or people watching like a live stream of the gameplay and then using a web interface. And these people can become spirits in the game and then control jump scares and traps to hinder the VR player. (laughs) Do do you know how that sounds? That sounds like a torture device. Yeah. (laughs) It sounds awesome though, in in a really scary way. So to make matters even worse, not only have you got to contend with these like real life players causing you grief, but there's a a creepy kind of ghost that's like, (laughs) that's hunting you down in this haunted house that reacts to the noises that you make. So, you know, when mm. you walk, you make footsteps, when you interact with objects, that makes oh, noise. So that's an
2: AI, so that's not getting controlled by anyone. So it's like humans and AI working together.
0: Exactly. Versus you, the player. Oh, yeah. um, so this this looks like a lot of fun. I really like the idea as well of that you could be live streaming this and then just put out the the code. And then people can just open a web browser, like any viewer, up to eight viewers could open a web browser and then just start mm. trolling you in the yeah. game. Um, but of course, there's certain like cooldowns so, so things don't get overused. But I really like that kind of mechanic. And it's, just, it's the first time I've seen that where like someone could be watching a VR gameplay live stream and it'd be really interactive for them and actually playing mm. with the person in VR. So I think that's a really neat
2: idea. It, uh, it reminds me of Dead Realm. Was like this game that came out a couple of years ago where YouTubers mm. could like scare each other also mm. live and they could record their own stuff?
0: It's similar, but then in VR, of course. So the question is, like, how many likes is this going to take, Nathie, for to get you to play this game and, and us to, <laughs> to stream it on, on this channel? <laughs> I, I, I have no comment. The, yeah. I, <laughs> infinite amount of likes. <laughs> um But if you're interested in this game, um, you can check it out. It's releasing just before Halloween, which is convenient, on the 28th of October, and that's going to be on Steam and Oculus Home. Uh, I think it's just for PC. I don't think this is going to be for Quest or PSVR, um, but I think it's going to be an interesting one to play around the holidays for sure. Booked.
1: It's a very important release time, and I can tell you that uh, I think Twitch normally goes insane for uh, viewership interactivity, and I think that this game is going to light up, uh, as you said, Mike, right around the holidays, the holidays that is uh, Halloween. So yeah. this happens every year. Every year we get some smattering of VR games, and usually they're, they're like cash grabs, you know? <laughs> Pumpkin Smasher VR or whatever, like, uh,
0: uh, like, this, like, like the
2: one from last year, like Bloody Mary, where you were looking into the mirror and this... Well, a ghost was standing behind
0: you. Yeah, I remember uh, remember last year I really wanted to play that Kobold game uh, that looked really creepy. And it Mm. had like a a little movie that you watched before you played the VR thing. And it was super creepy, like really Mm. scary. But then uh, for some reason the developers sent me like the wrong build and I played the wrong build on a stream and it just ended up like being a car crash. Um, So I had to delete the stream and all this kind of nonsense. But hopefully it'll be a bit smoother this year with this. this,
1: I should should go back to Kobold actually. Was Kobold the one where you had... um, at one stage there's like locks and you have to drill the locks to get out of oh, I can't remember. I think that that was no. one of the mechanics in the game I think but
3: no it was it, it, with the kid right Yeah, it was the
2: one with the kid. Oh, the, it's you know, super the... realistic looking. It's it's so scary. It's it so is. scary. But it was it was kind of shard in a way. Uh yeah. a recommendation I c- I can make Halloween wise is uh The Haunted Graveyard. Uh it mm. came out last year. Also a title that didn't get much, you know hype or anything but it's like joining a musical like a disney musical uh with a halloween uh, sauce over it and you meet all these (laughs) characters and sometimes of course you get some jump scares and then you have to it's like like a a narrative to it uh, and it's not just about oh i need to escape ghosts no it's like a point-to-point adventure with beautiful music and and you know great
0: so th- this this is like kind of that. like Nathie's Halloween now, you know, like Pixar, bit animated. Pixar happy, happy, not yeah. scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: totally. Yeah, that's yeah. my vibe. I,
1: I've been asked, you know, like this, this kind of integration, <laughs> I've, been, I've been asking uh, Sergio Hidalgo from uh, Dreadhalls in all of his iterations of the game when he first changed it from being a, a demo to a, a consumer product and then each of the revisions, like give some kind of integration. The trouble is that... I suppose unless you're selling the game for that purpose and you add it Mm. to your game, the amount of people going to use it is probably pretty low. Yeah. Um, But when you like this, you know they're they're showing it off as VR versus crowd. Again, this is just like what we said last week. I'd love to see this on a show floor. It would be so much fun. You could literally spend at a convention an entire day just standing there watching people get tortured by a crowd of people. So I think this is going to be amazing.
0: It's going to be great. And we've always talked about doing something on this channel, you know, as as a team F-Reality podcast. Uh, So if you'd like to see us play this game, then let us know in the chat. And if we get a a good enough response, then maybe we'll make it happen. Um, But let's move on then. Next bit of news uh, this week is about Red Dead Redemption 2. Now, the game is finally, finally coming to PC on the 5th of November. Uh, It's been an exclusive on consoles for like over a year now so if you've been waiting for this one you've been waiting very patiently bless your heart but now you'll be finally be able to play it Um, are any of you guys looking forward to playing this like in pancake mode I've played it
3: Uh, I mean I've played it for I haven't finished it but I've played it for a solid like maybe 12 to 15 hours yeah um barely barely touched upon it so that means nowadays when you play these kind of 2d games because they these are easily 40 60 80 100 hours that you that you sing into a game like this in order to to finish it uh so much variety as well like you you can just like go on like side quests i i didn't even know what the main quest was up to like six seven hours in so just oh <laughs> just to give an idea on the size of these kind of games it's uh Crazy.
0: But of course, now on PC, you know, if you've got like a a badass rig and a 4K monitor, you can play this in 4K now. And the game looks like gorgeous. So I think you're in for a treat. But of course, this is a VR podcast. So let's get to the VR aspect of this. I was going to say, I'm going to answer your question. I'm not playing it because
1: I'm holding for the VR version. Okay.
0: Okay. So this is is what came out, basically. Um, The PC version, like the console version, uh, uses a mobile companion app. Um, so you can, you know, look at the maps and things like that using this app and the beady eyed folks over at a website called Rockstar Intel, they found a reference to Oculus in the app's code hinting at possible VR support in the future. Now, the thing is with Rockstar, we know that they've dabbled with VR before, you know, they made a proper full fledged VR, uh, you know, adaptation of LA Noir, so it'll be interesting to see yeah. if they add VR support to Red Dead Redemption Two after the fact it comes out. Yeah, um, but like, on the other side, very,
3: you... it has a very good first-person mode. Like it's really good, but I, mm-hmm. I, I foresee like issues that that makes me think that it doesn't really go to VR that soon. It's like especially the horseback riding mm-hmm. uh, that in VR, even in the first-person mode, like the. Going could, up and down. Could do it
1: third person. I mean, there's plenty of games but that work that on way. The, yeah. on,
3: the, on
2: the other side, La Noire was like a toned down version of La Noir, right? So that was like an experience and had a few missions. So if they want, they can also just leave things out and just mm-hmm. just
1: just release it as a because as a I don't test I don't engine.
2: I don't because I don't think we're talking about the full game here. Or mm. well, if they if they feel confident, they of course can. I mean, be my guest.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But uh,
2: if they go for a few missions in that sense, I'm I'm down for that too.
0: Yeah, and I think I think the thing is like you know, although this kind of reference was found in the code, it could be reference that was linked from previous games or other companion apps, or mm, it could yeah. be a number of different reasons yeah. as to why. But also, you know, even if this is a thing, mm. and VR is coming to Red Dev Redemption 2, I think the thing is that it's not likely going to be happening anytime soon, particularly not anywhere near the release, um, because if you think about it, LA Noir, the VR Case Files, launched in December 2017, which was six years after the game originally released on PC. Um, but so, it's
2: like like a year after VR
1: uh, <laughs> became available for consumers.
2: So yeah, exactly. So maybe it's not that bad.
1: I, I think mm. that I, if I was them, they, I'd be paralleling it. And actually, I hadn't thought about this before, but Nathan makes a great point in that I think they would do the Doom VFR treatment and just give you piece of it. Because what you're doing then is you're hedging your bets in terms of what development hours you actually put into it, you know, and Mm. the amount of money that you put into it. Um, And then, but I think like like you, Mike, there's going to be some padding between the PC release. We'd probably see it, if we saw a VR version, it'd probably be between, you know, uh, end of quarter one next year and kind of quarter three, you know, so Mm. it'd be out in there. But it wouldn't be the full thing, I think. I think it would just be. But certainly games
0: like No Man's Sky have showed that it is possible to implement a really good VR integration into a traditional pancake game true and Um, and
3: that's the thing like i think we're seeing that more and more with like you know vr titles that like we've been saying like the quality has been increasing every every month every year uh we now have titles like Asgard's wrath no man's sky skyrim uh la noir you know mm. you have like a lot of like borderlands you know you have other bigger titles that are slowly hitting you know like the vr platform as well because you know that that market is growing as well Mm -hmm. so eventually one of those like rockstar Mm. huge developer kind of like scenes will also be coming to it and uh make like a fully fledged game on there as well i think it would be smart if they do the same as they did with la noir the case
2: files because you can like what would you pick like la noir with uh vr support or la noir the case files a game that has been built from the ground up for vr Mm. with elements of I think mm-hmm. like then, like the experience do do is it? way different in that sense. Like No Man's Sky, if No Man's Sky was like an experience, and they made a few missions for VR and they changed it up a bit, it would have been you played it way differently
3: than how you yeah, would do it now. Like, no Man's Sky is still a port, huh? like mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah. it's still a port from uh, that that comes from an original yeah. PC game. Uh, if if we're talking about like for example, like the way that they did it with Skyrim. I, I do have to give credit more to the people, to the developers from uh, No Man's Sky, because the mm. integration of in virtuality is done, in my opinion, yeah, more extensively.
0: I, no, I, I totally agree. But I think the thing is with Rockstar, they're kind of like one of those developers, a bit like Valve, in that. You know, they're very secretive about what they're working on. They only release games on their own schedule when they're ready. So it could be a long, long time before we hear any more about like a VR port of Red Dead Redemption 2. But it was kind of one of those snippets of news that I know, you know, people were excited about because of the release of the game is sort of coming fairly soon. So I thought we'd just sort of yeah. briefly talk about it on the show. But there was an excellent comment in chat by 86 the Mad Hatter who said,
1: Great, now we got to buy a horse saddle for immersion.
0: <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, yeah exactly yeah and some rains one of those yeah.
1: uh, one of those ones from like a supermarket that just does that you know just just yeah. rocks you back and forth
3: you, you have those though yeah you, you, you know like those fear those horse simulators they're not vr <laughs> they look hilarious like after this podcast and after you played that other game that we said you should play mm-hmm. then go and look up on youtube like those like horseback simulators you see this like guy like going on like with like the whip like come on come on <laughs> do you mean the arcade ones the ones <laughs> yeah. that they have like in arcades they're, and
0: stuff they're hilarious they're wow. hilarious so chaps leather chaps are optional but yeah. you know will increase your immersion <laughs>
2: yeah. uh, so, so, so for now we gotta just wait until we can ride a horse in VR but we still have Loco Dojo where you can ride a, a pig that's
0: true <laughs> yeah. that's true it's next level you get yeah. to whack it with a little fly swatter I, right? I know right yeah. <laughs> so yeah unfortunately disappointing news about Red Dead Redemption 2 you know although it was teased as coming to vr we think it's probably unlikely and if it is going to come it's not going to be anytime soon so uh just enjoy the pancake version for now i think um next up is about varo uh because they've recently they are just back. yeah they've released two new headsets two uh, well, yeah two brand new headsets the vr2 and the vr2 pro okay. both super high end vr headsets aimed at business and enterprise applications and You know, these beast headsets, you know, they boast retina level displays running at 4K resolutions per eye, (laughs) but they are fully compatible with OpenVR and SteamVR platforms. So, you know, if you want to play Angry Birds Isle of Pigs, at like the most epic resolution (laughs) ever, then now you can. (laughs)
1: You know how big a spreadsheet you can fit in that? Uh, Like, seriously, the Microsoft Excel VR edition is going to be amazing. (laughs) <laughs> business equivalent headset.
0: <laughs> you imagine that, oh buying this days. headset and playing Angry Birds VR. Yeah, I know. I the pigs. Um, yeah. But yeah, they, they, um, they've they got some incredible tech, and it's kind of one of the, the few um, headset makers that we've seen do something unique like this. And they, they, they've got this system called a bionic display. We've talked about it previously on episodes, but let me just sort of cover it again. And they basically uh, achieve this kind of retina-level um, clarity by using two displays per eye. So if you can imagine uh, a traditional display, like, you know, um, it's got a context display, which is 1440 by 1600, which is, you know, Vive Pro sort of level display. But then sitting on top of that display right in the center is a teeny tiny 1920 by 1080 OLED focus display. So you've got these kind of two displays laid on top of each other. And when you look at the, the dead center of the, the, the sort of sweet spot, you have this like amazing clarity because this little 1080 display is uh, is really really tiny and really compact so the clarity is really sharp in that and then you've got this over uh arching context display that takes up your peripheral vision and everything else around it so that's kind of how they manage to deliver this really high quality visuals what, what um, is
3: the what is the field of view of that headset do you know
0: it's uh around 85 degrees to 90 to 90 degrees somewhere in the middle i think mm-hmm.
3: yeah that's less than right yeah yeah, so it's not... Less, considerably less.
0: Yeah, so it's, it's not massive. Um, but again, you know, this 90 degrees is for business applications and, and enterprise. You know, whereas yeah. I think consumer VR headsets you know, running at 110 degrees field of view. Yeah. It's, it's, sort
2: of- it's also interesting that this is a Scandinavian company who's making mm. uh, these headsets. Uh, we see a lot of you know, uh, American and also Asian uh, companies making headsets, but this is uh, a different story.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you know they've also got built-in eye tracking as well. Um, however, you know although it does work with Steam VR and OpenVR Uh-oh. as well.
2: However, what?
0: Yeah. <laughs> be prepared to sell some of your organs on the black oh. market as these headsets are priced at five thousand US dollars for the VR2, six thousand dollars for the VR2 Pro. Okay. And that doesn't include base stations or controllers. Oh, how are we oh. going that route again? But wait, yeah.
1: hang on a second. Let's put this in perspective, right? The original. Uh, Google Glass was how much? And HoloLens was 3K, wasn't it? Wasn't it $3,000? $2,500 as far as I know. Starting price?
0: Like super
2: expensive,
0: super expensive. <laughs> yeah. um, this is like double that. That's crazy. So yeah. but, do I, but do I get a five-part subscription with that? <laughs> n- you don't, unfortunately. Uh, you also okay. need to buy an Enterprise package, which is an additional 800 uh, bucks, oh. uh to cover for like, you know, uh updates well, an and don't forget
1: california yeah. state tax on top of all of this right <laughs> exactly exactly yeah
0: so you know it's, it's it's a super interesting headset although it is a smaller field of view you are getting this super high-end sharp image um you, and the thing I mean, is
3: at 85 degrees that's really nice for like maybe like if you don't move your head that much but if you if you if you walk around a little bit you know it, it's going to be very binoculary feeling no mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, people are already complaining about that yeah, with like the, the original oculus rift like yeah but it's a
2: different audience
3: yeah i'm yeah, saying I, I don't think like steam integration or like uh, any this, kind of consumer product. With with, be... with 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 these kind of headsets you sell a lot of
2: cars so that's all i'm gonna say
1: the, this is <laughs> for <laughs>
2: architects really also right. yeah this is for that's, architects yeah, like fine
1: detail say. in a cad model i'm looking at it in vr i'm walking around it i'm you know, or or something along those lines. I mean, that seems what this is for. Also, yeah. it, it must be apples and oranges, the difference between having, you know, uh this flat resolution across and then having it adjusting where you're looking. You know, that's gotta feel different. I don't know if have any of us tried that type of so, so the
0: eye-tracking uh, isn't working uh, in terms of dynamic foveated rendering. Um, this is just eye-tracking oh. just to see where the viewer is looking uh, for yeah. data and oh. Uh, analytics. Oh, okay. Sorry, I um, thought
1: that that's what I was no. getting for my 6,000. So in that case, they can feck off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but you do obviously get this like dual display technology, and that's how they make it. But apparently from from people that have tried it, there is kind of like a, a bit of um, a blur, a tiny bit of blur where the two displays overlap. Overlap, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I just checked on their website. It's 87 degrees field of view. So
1: and do you have, you probably don't, uh, an idea of the total price of all those things that we were talking about that add together. Any idea what that? Yeah, so, so sums you're, up
0: to? You're, you're you're talking about seven k, uh, roughly for a bundle that has base stations, controllers, the enterprise package, and the VR two headset, which is the lower <laughs> spec one. So uh, yeah, but pocket like, change. but but you know, Nathie makes a really good point about car manufacturers and you know people like Audi and BMW. This is pocket change for them. Uh, to, to really look and be able to walk around like a prototype that they've developed as, as a model. So I think, you know, they're the kind of companies that are going to be using but this technology. But still, like,
3: even that, like, the, the added value that, that you get in that, and the only added value is the, is the resolution. Because that eye tracking module that exists in other headsets as well. Yeah, but I, this kind know of, the, this the, kind of resolution, like, no, no headset Pro is pushing
0: eye. this kind of resolution. I'm just, I'm just going to really. put
1: this in perspective for a moment. So 7000 yeah. US dollars for the Varo 2 Pro plus plus extra S S max and Mm -hmm. compare that would you prefer that headset in case it maybe breaks think about that as well or 17 and a half Oculus Rift S's or quests 17 and a Mm -hmm. half that's a small village
0: yeah, yeah, of yeah, course, but but, but, you, but for them, they just want like you know, if you're Audi or your BMW or your you know, um, you know, the RAF running some sort of flight simulator to test your like recruits, you know, the the prices it doesn't matter, no. and and and, and mm-hmm. for what they're getting, really that's at this price, saying, is like, still very affordable for them.
3: That, that's what I'm saying. Like the the added resolution um, is that comparable? Uh, is that beneficial in terms of when you because. Cause, I think most of those companies are more interested in the eye-tracking data because, you know, for ads Apparently, Apparently, it is. Because with Extal and also Pimax, we have seen the same thing going on. Like, Resolution
0: apparently sells more products. (laughs) Yeah, it's all about clarity, I would say. It's details. The flight sim piece. and
1: Both flight sim and car sim for, like, racetrack stuff and uh, aeronautics. I think you're right. In terms yeah. of in terms of that simulation, because what they used to have, of course, is you had this studio that was like a, a Dolby Cinema type thing, and and that was your cockpit or that was your, yeah. your racing car, and they're trying to replace that. And I'll tell you, that equipment is like 250k for mm. one of them, right? And this is like <laughs> 7k yeah. up. That's easy, you know. So exactly, yeah. someone
2: in the chat is asking because I mentioned Xtel. Any word on Xtel consumer HMD?
0: Not that I've heard of. I know that they 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 announced it like maybe a year ago now that they yeah, were, they were going
2: with. for like a gaming headset, yeah. similar to the. I, that, that's again why I, I find it,
3: it so strange that they go for a smaller field of view because especially if you if you go with like the like the Dolby Digital like domes and like Axton mm. and all of them they all have massive field of views the and I, is, I would assume that if you want to do a simulation I think that is still more important compared to the the increase of resolution of like but, through. But as
0: we know, increasing field of view isn't easy. You know, Pimax, no. bless their hearts, they We're tried. Not. And 6,000, <laughs> <it> they can try. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and it,
0: it doesn't deliver, in my opinion, you know, a, a not, great not, experience. Not, not right now, no. Not right now. So I think it will come, of course, in the future. It's inevitable. But yeah. right now, it's very early days. But, you know, this is interesting. And I, I'd like to see this technology of two yes. displays on top of each other, certainly in consumer headsets, you mm-hmm. know, in, in the future. I think it's a really interesting concept. Um, but you know, if you want to buy one of these, you can. If you're a developer out there, or you know, you've got a, you work for a company that's got uh, a lot of money, you can if buy you're these right now. Mad lad, <laughs> yeah. They they ship uh, across uh, 35 countries across uh, Europe, North America, yeah. and Japan right now. Um, nice and. Yeah, you'll need about, you'll need an i7-8700 with at least an RTX 2080 and 32GB RAM least, to run. It. At, at least, least one, yeah,
3: sure. One, GPU. <laughs> two. Var- if, if you're listening, cool. we gladly test out uh, yeah. the headset <laughs> feel free to <laughs>
2: yeah. sell one. Yeah. Also, <laughs> also, reach, if, yeah. also as Mike <laughs> mentioned, if you are a company with a lot of money,
0: I'm happy to work for you and test it out as well. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, exactly. If you're a company that actually buys one of these and you live or you have a company that's relatively near us, yeah, we'd you be some, happy to come and try it out. Yeah, you want sure. some
2: advertisement? We we got you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so that is Viro pushing the cutting edge with some very expensive mm-hmm. HMDs. Oh, very, very, nice. very interesting indeed. Um, the final bit of news this week is about a brand new Resident Evil game coming to VR. Although a bit like Red Dead Redemption 2. A big we going disappointing
1: down? factor to this one now.
0: Don't get too excited, as the game is called uh, Resident Evil 7 Walk Through the Fear and is only coming to a single arcade in Tokyo. (laughs) Tokyo, So so if you live in Tokyo, you're going to be happy. If not, not so much. Um, It's designed to be played cooperatively with two to four players. So think like The Void. But with a Resident Evil experience, I can see or, Nathie's eyes lighting up right now. He's so or, excited about this,
2: <laughs> or, or like that wheelchair dem- demo you played. Oh uh,
0: man, that was some real scary stuff. Yeah. David, David's screams still haunt me to this to this very day. Um, but basically, with this new Resident Evil experience, you'll have to work together through a 40 minute experience 40 minutes 40, 40 minutes
2: how much is that how much do you pay for an experience like that not quite
0: sure of the pricing because it was in yen so i didn't i didn't take a note of it um but yeah so it's 40 minutes you go in with two to four players and this is an experience where you'll revisit the, the baker family from resident oh, evil no. 7 oh no in a story that is set before the events of resident evil 7 Oh, before so it's actually not that bad well, what about? I think, I think you're like stuck in, in Jack's basement. Yeah, exactly. So. Oh, Jack's basement. Perfect. Oh, yeah, no. that's, exactly
3: <laughs> no, that's, that's what I
1: wanted. Like, <laughs> that's the worst part to start at.
0: I know. But 40 know. minutes
1: is, uh, is, is quite lengthy. Like, is there another equivalent arcade game? Because that's a long slot.
0: It is. It, it is. 40 minutes.
1: Like that's more like a room escape. You know, you'd book a room escape, you usually get an yeah. hour.
0: Um, yeah and i think this is this is why that it's only coming to this one arcade because i don't think you know 40 minutes rolling it out across many is going to maybe work that well but um you know i really hope that more locations open in the future because i'd love to try this out uh, especially because we're all big fans of resident evil 7 you know totally we played on the psvr (laughs) well nathan isn't but the rest of us are um big fans but even even if this doesn't come to locations that we can go check it out at least capcom please give us Resident Evil 7 VR on the PC because yeah. it's been like so many years now and well, it's given it, up. Well, I mean, I've I don't I, just like, play I'm, it on
1: PlayStation. <laughs> you're, you're, you're like waiting in the same way that for Red Dead, I'm waiting. But um, uh, Eric had said another one. Uh, so the Void has Avengers Damage Control, which yep. launched yesterday, apparently for around 40 bucks. So yep. if you're near a Void, Voids are always good fun.
0: Yeah, and again, if you want to send us to Tokyo to check out Resident Evil Seven, <laughs> Nathie Nathie is happy to go. Yeah, no, no, check then, it out. I'm, <laughs> then I'm fine. Then I'm fine. Like, <laughs> you can send me there. I, I get scared if you pay but my
2: flights. No, no, sure. it's
3: with the varjo. Parto, it's ultra, <laughs> ultra clear resolution.
2: Yeah, Like you're actually there. Imagine, yeah. they just, like, the, the 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 only, like, the experience is just you in the basement with this crazy woman that is also in, you know, and then you have to run around for 40 minutes and buy time with your friends.
0: So if, if you've never seen Resident Evil 7 in VR, like, just check out some gameplay videos and Let's Plays of people playing it with the PSVR. It's already
2: scary enough, though. Uh,
0: it is nuts. Like, there's a scene Terrible. where you get, like, attacked with a knife, and it is, Probably one of the most uh, terrifying VR experiences I've ever had in my is life. That,
3: is that kitchen
0: demo that, that's even the one. worst that one. That is not that's the worst like one. Way worse things that happen yeah. later on. Like there is actually, yeah. But that's just the one that stands out in my mind. The one, that,
1: the one for me that got me was I'll, I'll drop my hand when there's no more spoilers. Sorry, audio listeners. Uh, is when you, just early on in the game when you're walking, you have to duck under, and you're close to the water, and then a head, yeah. a dead head, bobs up. That for yeah. me, because of how they um, did the water was incredibly creepy.
0: <laughs> Very true. Very true. Uh,
1: by the way, we have gaming science teacher said 2,500 yen equals 23 US dollars per person for the VR Resident Evil experience in Tokyo. So if you're in Tokyo or you're a listener from Tokyo, congratulations. You just got a bit of news just for you.
0: Yeah, go and check it out and let us know what it was like. We'd, we'd love to know. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that is the news uh, for this week so far. So let's hand it over to Zim for the lowdown on the games that are releasing next week. Too many. I mean, Way too many. So many.
1: So, so many. I've got, uh, I got six things. I'm going to rattle through oh. these pretty quick. <laughs> First one, uh, which somebody uh, already stole the mustard on a bit earlier, is Thrill of the Fight. We asked for it. A week later, boom. Uh, it's getting launched. So we had a um, well, uh, couple of, uh, I think it was Get Revved in chat, told me about this one. And, and so thank you for that. We, we do check the comments. Uh, so, yeah, Thrill of the Fight, which was, uh, I think, my and maybe Rowdy's favorite boxing game from back in the old Vive days. That old headset now barely can. It's it's does anyone plenty, have a Vive like, anymore? Old <laughs> 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 Everyone's got Varos. those new kids. Uh, this is this is one of the more <laughs> kind of like simulation style boxing games. I thought it was really true to life. Uh, that's coming to Quest and that's coming on the 24th of October. So. Not long,
3: uh, and it looks proper good. Again, it looks
1: like... good. I'm not. I'm not convinced by their by their trailer. I'll be honest. It's like people always try to pump um, mixed reality into like they're like, oh, mixed reality is definitely gonna sell our title. Doesn't always look great. Doesn't always but look great. They've done
3: it well, though. I like, I like how they, because especially when, like, the guy, like, starts, like, talking, like, the referee starts, like, talking to the guy or the trainer or whatever, like, oh, yeah, you need to do that. And then you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, go back in. I like that kind of stuff.
1: It's so I, I don't know the price of it. Uh, if anyone in chat knows, please uh, help me out there. But um, that's one we're looking forward to. So um, next, I'm just going to, I'm going to rattle these off because we got <laughs> six to get through. All right, this next one. Let's imagine a world, a special world, where Rowdy doesn't like playing with other people. Um, what is that? But oh, that's oh, the wait, real that's... world. Wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait. wait. <laughs> let's let's imagine a world Trying. even Trying. worse than our own, where even Pavlov couldn't get him out of his digital shell. Whoa! And in that Whoa. world, he could play a PSVR game that's launching, called Warzone VR. So Warzone VR is when I first saw it, I thought this is a copy of Onward brought to PSVR. <laughs> to reap the benefits on that platform. Sounds like another Better Real title coming out. Yeah, the very odd thing about this, about Warzone, is that, um, well, on the, I'll, say what, I'll say what the product page says first, which is just to be fair to them. It's built to play like a competitive multiplayer shooter, but instead, with AI. They actually say that. They actually no. say that. No! <laughs> they actually you're say not, that. You're not serious. And unfortunately, the AI is not the strongest with this one. Uh, <laughs> I've heard of, of a number of different complaints. This is definitely one that, straight out the gates, from what I've seen of it, I, I would avoid, uh, for a number of reasons, and I will detail those for you now. Okay. Firstly, not good AI. Secondly, bad spawn points, where, as you're playing these relatively large maps, um, you can spawn, and then the AI is killing you, and you spawn again, and it kills you in the same spot, and you spawn again, <laughs> and you get into this horrible I little spawn loop. Killing you. So you're getting spawn killed by AI, which isn't going to frustrate anybody. <laughs> Surely ra- parallel universe rowdy would be fine with this. Um, yeah. Uh. And and then it it's got maps. It it got got Plural. Two maps. <laughs> <laughs> it's got an Arctic map and a desert map, and that's it. Now they're quite big, but. I think you're going to wear out your welcome pretty quick. It's the price on this thing is 15 US dollars, 13 pounds. It's available on PlayStation Store now is released on the 15th of October. Um, But honestly, uh, I would I would I would instead recommend you put half that money into an alternative, uh, which is honor and duty D-Day. I had quite a bit of fun with that. It's a good kind of battlefield style shooter. Uh, This thing, though, I want to know. If you, Rowdy, if, uh, if, you're, <laughs> if you're parallel in another universe, would you be playing this?
3: Yeah, if, if alternative Dimension Rowdy would recommend you this title, he's an even bigger dig than I am. <laughs> <laughs> at,
2: at, at the start of this podcast, I still thought VR was going mainstream,
1: but after this, I'm not sure anymore. So it mm. it does it looks but looks like a bit like a, a sad object. It's like monkey. hey, you want an awesome multiplayer shooter? That's why we made an AI shooter. Enjoy. Exactly. I just I, I laughed so hard but when I Who made this that. game? Who made this game? Like, uh this is made by uh Sin Studio and they have definitely is this the like first Committed go see the go see the father go go into that little booth and commit your sin or uh, relinquish all your sins um <laughs> you have to say at least 17 Hail Marys I've for this one. never I've never heard this before but it's quite funny I love, I love that. that I love that uh, that was just fantastic all right let's move yeah. on to something a lot lot better than that um king spray graffiti has come to the quest and um this is something I did, I mentioned earlier, I toyed around with. This is by Infectious Ape. Love that dev uh, name, by the way. So 17th of October, this only just released. <clears throat> so my question to you is, are you Banksy? Do you ever want to write expletives, lewd pictures, political artwork, and gang signs on a brick wall, but you're not, you're not too, uh, not too happy with the jail time that typically follows? Well, this is the title for you. So... Uh, the one thing I would say is this thing is getting rave reviews at the moment. It's only been out a couple of days, but it is like 4.95 stars or something on the Oculus Home Store. People are are really loving the attention to detail. Now, this mm-hmm. is a seasoned VR game. This has been out like they've been in the works for like three years. So, yeah, <laughs> this is not something that only just got put together. But the things that surprised me the most jumping into it, I'd say, were um, so Spray does. It, it has multiplayer, so you can actually get together and collaborate. Four people can get together and collaborate on a painting. Now, would you trust your friends to not yeah, back I up and just, just draw dicks all I mean, over I mean, your artwork? Like, nah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, there, the thing is, I love this, that there are some beautiful features in this in this uh, title, especially for the multiplayer aspect, where you want to have a laugh and just, you know, draw, draw a funny face over Mike's beautiful Mona Lisa, um, which is an undo feature that you can actually undo, right? So that's that's nice. Wait, that's sorry, nice. yeah, correction. Mike's a stickman figure. Mike's stickman. Anyway. <laughs> we'll get to stickman in a minute. Um, that's another one. But, like, the paint drips realistically. Um, the volumetric uh, attachment of the paint to the wall, etc. It, it's definitely one of the more realistic um, spray paint simulators. Mm. It is the most realistic. There have been a few. Indeed. There were a few back on vibe. Yeah. There, there were a few back on Vive. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that I like is um, there's, like, 10 different environments. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to talk about something I I didn't like in a second, but I gotta tell you, I love that they say we feature realistic surfaces and this is my favorite. They say like concrete metals and truck, Yeah, (laughs) the truck Truck surface surface is (laughs) is the best, but the thing that I didn't like, and this is being really nitpicky. Now I couldn't just spray paint whenever I wanted. You can teleport around the level, right? Mm -hmm. But you're limited. If there's that brick canvas in front of you, that wall. Mm -hmm. You can't go to the wall the other side and spray on that. You're limited, and yeah. I'm like, who normally picks up a spray can? A rebel. <laughs> Rebels aren't going to follow the feckin' rules. I want to spray on all the walls. I want to spray on the on the dumpster. I want to spray on my friends. I don't know if you can do that. That would be good. Just like yeah, sh- it kind of it kind of acts like a tiny open world, but it isn't. It's it's
2: very <laughs> like you have a wall or a truck, and that's where you need to
1: like. Yeah, it. but I mean they they have a they have a, a save artwork feature. Uh, you have to. You can post that artwork. So I understand oh. the reason for the boundaries in that way, and the boundaries so, are not visible. It's just there's certain areas you can't spray. On.
2: I uh, I got an idea. If if anyone in the chat or anyone who's listening right now uh, is you know bought this game and wants to take the challenge of making our logo Ooh. of reality on a wall and then tweet it to us would be amazing. I would love to see that. Uh, that.
0: That, no, is good, that is a good.
2: That is that is awesome. That and, was, is, and of course, also post yourself with it with a selfie would be fun. Yeah,
0: and we'll yeah. we'll we'll show it on the show, and we'll 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 read it yeah. out.
2: Yeah. yeah, we'll definitely
1: applaud you live for that one.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, so oh, yeah, and also
2: try to make a make a, a painting of Mike,
0: how he would look as a stick <laughs> stick figure. I would also like to see that. <laughs> that, that that's all we're gonna get now. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, that's easier. I mean, I kind of need to balance this out, right? Like
1: every LD logo is quite challenging, I would say. I
2: think Brilliant. it
0: is.
1: I think it is. All right. Uh, <laughs> next one's just a reminder more than anything. Um, so we've got Borderlands 2 <clears throat> uh, VR uh, landing. Very finally. shortly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so finally coming to PC and um, this one, although I didn't get a price for it, it's probably going to be in the range of, of Borderlands 2 VR on the other platforms where it is, which is about 20 to 25 pounds. So probably less than 30 US dollars. Um, this is by Gearbox, landing on the 22nd of October. Um, if you don't know what Borderlands is, then crawl out of your hole. But it's a, it's a looter shooter, <laughs> right? And um, I always love their tagline of 87 bajillion guns. So it's one of those where, um, you, you know, like Diablo style, you're going gun to gun, trying to upgrade, find the best equipment, and uh, move on with your life. Now, it is single player. So that's the thing that we've mentioned before that is a bit yeah. of a, a downside. Um, but since its earlier release on PlayStation VR, which was in December uh, last year, uh, this has been very well rated. Um, so if they did the PSVR launch right, uh, I've no doubt that they're going to be able to do the, PlayStation, the yeah. PC uh, re- release well as well.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think it's a real shame about the co-op. I think that's the only thing that I would really love to have done with this game. But, yeah. you know, I, I really enjoyed it on PSVR and I'm sure it's going to run even better on PC. So. what i'm what
2: i'm what i'm most jelly of is that uh i can't play it with you know that aim controller i I wish we had something like that in the pc world of course we do but Again, nothing
1: that is, like, branded in that sense. Well, uh, that's one thing I didn't mention. Warzone VR does have aim controller support, Nathie, so if you want. Oh, okay, yeah. Maybe (laughs) it's actually, hmm, yeah, yeah. Now you found a compelling reason to buy that game, eh? Nice. Oh, just absolutely fantastic. (laughs) Right, next up, uh, Gadgeteer on Oculus Quest. Some of you have played this on desktop. For those of you who just own a Quest, one to look out for, if you're the ultra-nerdy chain reaction machine builder kind of person. Um, so this is a VR puzzle game with a bit of a backing story, which I found surprising. Uh, so you want a job, you want a real job, and your new job is to build dominoes and other gadgets, connect them, and solve complex puzzles. Um, one of the things I liked about this is the fact that there are no restrictions. You can't not build in certain places. You can literally just have fun. So it's a bit mm-hmm. like a, a matured version of Toybox in that extent, for those of you who have had an experience with that. Everyone, right? Now was like Toy Bucks, what? <laughs> Toy Box that, That's so long uh... ago now. Um, but it's 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 interesting that they talk about the story. And I wondered if one of you who've who've played this on PC can talk about this. I don't know if it's specific to the quest. I assume it's not. Um, but they, they talk about uncovering this mystery about the disappearance of a scientist and his daughter and find out what goes there and you know be careful about tearing space-time. And these are not things that I would normally uh, anticipate. With this kind of uh, physics slash simulation game, so uh, anyone anyone can tell me more about the story backing to this.
0: So I didn't experience the story that much. I think the story is kind of it does take a bit of a backseat to the gameplay itself. But um, you know, you do have levels which you need to complete and and solve the puzzles, and the levels are kind of like in it like some of them are in a single room, and you just kind of like rotate around to the different checkpoints of that level and it is it's i think it's one of those games that is just really satisfying like n- just knocking over the little domino and creating that kind of like you know uh, like effect you know where it's just what do they call it? Like a ripple effect, you know? Yeah. Uh, it, domino it's just effect really, or, yeah. a domino yeah. effect. Yeah. It's just super, <laughs> super, super satisfying. And, and I just, I, I had a lot of fun with it when I played it on PC. So I think, uh, you know, if that's your kind of bag, you know, mm. to play on your own and just yeah. kind of get involved and kind of just solve these little puzzles, I think you'll have a lot of fun with it for sure.
3: And I think the cool part about it is as well, like uh, when in real life you, you know, you hit the domino and everything falls, you need to like, build everything back up. But with this, you can probably just like reset it to like exactly. the previous state and then do it over again, which is like beautiful, like to have that in there. God so that's it's yeah. better than real life. <laughs> that solves a
1: real childhood <laughs> problem that most of yeah. us have experienced.
2: Yeah. So, so Wonk in the chat says, marbles go hand in hand with space
1: time, duh. <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird eclectic blend. But the thing for me, I was wondering now, because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to chew into anything that I can test audio with, like, how is it spatial audio? How are the little click clacks of those dominoes, you know, going mm. into each other? I'm gonna have to try and test this one out at some point. Eargasmic mm. mm. could be. Okay, next uh, we've got a very weird game. Uh, this is, is that the, the Stick title of Man. this game or oh, the title okay. of the game?
2: Is <laughs> very weird game.
1: Hollowception. Hollowception, uh-huh. um, which is is quite unique in that it allows you to play two roles at once. You're kind of this overseeing. Uh, individual. Well, you control a stick figure. Um, the stick figure can fight, pick up weaponry, things like katanas and guns and stuff like that, and you're running around <laughs> trying to complete levels. Um, it reminded me most strongly of the stick fight videos from the Counter-Strike era, uh, back when you'd have all these crazy <laughs> Flash videos going on uh, with these with little stick, stick men absolutely decimating one another. A bit like Happy Tree Friends or South Park or something. Came a little something. while
3: ago on YouTube. Like they were very popular a while, uh, like a couple of months ago.
1: Yeah. It. But it, it just smacks of that, and it, it. It looks pretty. Someone. Someone said in um, one of the comments on a video I was watching earlier. That look, looks kind of. Um, kind of a bit like Pistol Whip, which we were talking about recently, right? It looks. Look, looks. Looks a bit like one of these kind of Matrix or. Um, Max Payne or those kinds of things, uh, all tied together in this stickman game. I mean, it looks it hmm. yeah. looks cool. Looks cool. I, I
0: actually I actually played a really early version of it, and like you say, you can just like recreate these epic movie battle scenes with this little stickman. Because you can like slow down time, you can like you know do little tiger uppercuts. You can use like <laughs> swords and guns. It, it, it's just fun. It's more. I, I I didn't really get to play any of the story. I just got to play in the sandbox, but. You know, it, it was it was fun for like like you're a life puppet master. Yeah, it's o- unique. I've never seen anything it? like it. Uh, so, I think it's just on PC. Is
1: yeah, this is, this is PC VR. Um, the price seems pretty fair. So it's uh, 12 pounds, 15 US dollars. Not bad. So, so, sorry, Rowdy, it's not on Labo VR just yet. <laughs> not yet. I can just imagine you know, Nintendo releasing this where you're taking a katana to cut apart enemies. I, I have a feeling that... Little totes. Might not get past the QA department. Um so that that's that. Uh the other thing I would just wanted to say as kind of a closing remark for this week's releases um was I was having a browse in Oculus Home earlier and uh went on to the releases tab and I was like wow we've come home. I saw four titles queued up uh in the upcoming releases and these were Pistol Whip, facebook's Horizon, Stormland and The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. And I was like Hot damn. That is a good lineup. Like, this is where we've gotten to with VR, where that's what we're looking forward to in the next couple of weeks. We are in a very good spot. Like, praise yeah. praise the Lord I'll, I'll, on high <laughs> for this. Now, whoever that is, if you believe that's Gabin or Muhammad or Jesus, I don't care. Uh, but they, they are praising. shining upon us. <laughs> Facebook.
0: <laughs> Zuckerberg. <laughs>
1: All braised, all hailed. I'm not going to say that. Just just check the news. That's all I'm going to say. But anyway. Uh, so oh, th- this week's releases, uh, uh, I'm just going to do a quick recap uh, there. So Thrill of the Fight, Warzone, Kingsbreaker Graffiti, Borderlands 2 VR, Gadgeteer, and Holoception. Um, and we've got plenty not bad. coming not in bad. the next couple of weeks as well. So it's going to be a very fun Christmas. If you don't have a VR setup and you're begging your parents, you're piling money together for a coming sale, um, you got a lot to look forward to.
0: Yeah, yeah, in for a treat for sure. Um, cool. Cheers for that, dude. Yep. So let's jump into our first main topic of this week, and that is about Tilt Five. Now, I've been wanting to talk about this for a long time, but you know we've had other bits and pieces to talk about, and this kind of got pushed to the back burner. But now that the Kickstarter campaign is coming to sort of a relative end, I thought that now's a good time to talk about it. But Tilt Five, if you're not aware, they're a set of augmented reality glasses for use with holographic board games. So we're finally getting something like the hollow chess from Star Wars that we've always dreamed of, although you won't have Chewbacca like threatening to tear your arms off. But I thought Zim would really dig this because <laughs> Zim's really into board games and you love immersive technology as well. So it's kind of like the match made in heaven for you, right?
1: This is like, you've almost made me very upset. I, I'm not into board games at all. I hate board games. I don't hate board games, but... um. I'm mostly mostly card games and stuff. I did okay. see this and I did immediately reach out to people who've played with it uh to ask questions of is this worth it? Because this looks pretty freaking cool. The thing I am into is AR. So although I'm not a huge like Monopoly or these like really complex, awesome board games, there's loads of people who are. I just I'm I'm of the I'm of the age bracket for my children right now that having a zillion pieces with a board game is not a good time and i generally don't get three hours to sit down with the wife or friends to play a board game so although i I am i do fit in that category it's more it's Mm -hmm. it there is a special category of person who has a a a stock of of board games and i can tell you one i can call him out here sam watts sam watts is a feckin board game nut oh he's got he's got he's got a ton uh so if you're looking for board game (laughs) recommendations then he's He's a good one to go.
3: I I do love board games though. I'm not gonna lie, but it's indeed like you said, like the amount of time that you need to sink into <laughs> the time. Like, a lot of those is yeah. like a for me at least like a very limiting factor because I don't own any of them. But if I ever get the chance to play some in my spare time, I, I'd love to. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So so this is what Tilt Five is is all about, and basically how it works is you wear these kind of funky looking white augmented reality glasses. Um, and then you have this kind of controller which looks like a a wand it's got like a few buttons on it and a thumbstick on it and then you finally have this like special board uh game board which uses this uh reflective surface and that's that's how this headset is is actually uh tracked it uses positional tracking based around like the actual game board itself so uh, you know other headsets like you know hololens and magic leap you know they're trying to do AR that can be used everywhere. Whereas the idea for Tilt uh, Tilt 5 is a headset that can be used specifically in this seated, looking down at a kind of like a, a game board environment. Yeah. So that's how they managed to pull this wizardry off, which and, other... and the
3: amazing thing is, is that it doesn't need to look cool because it's played by geeks anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, that well, is very
1: true. I but... wanted to call something out there that they showed in the trailer, which I wasn't aware of, uh, which, is, which is fantastic. Rowdy, you just mentioned not having the time. Um, save and resume your, your save game. So you can actually save the game, you know, have your friends over and be like, Oh, we ran out of time, come back next week. And you can just start over again, which, which traditional board games is, is basically impossible unless you can, you know, have a table in a dining room or something sat there for a week gathering dust. So that's great. That's fantastic.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and like you touched on, the idea is, you know, to play locally with multiple headsets. So each of the players locally would have a headset, or if you don't have multiple headsets and you've just got a single headset, you can actually play online with other people that are using wow. uh, Tilt 5 or that are playing on traditional tablets or PC. That's, so- that's nice.
1: So many possibilities of like...
2: Lots Joy. of different,
0: lots of different things. Now, now I'm the, interested.
1: Uh... Now I'm interested because of the card games that, that I, that I play, the one, the physicality of it, the like, um, interactability of, of what they see, what I see should be similar, you know, like sharing that physical space. And this is starting yeah. to open my mind's eye like crazy, you know, it's like, what, where are we going with this? This technology sounds
0: amazing now.
3: Do, yeah, you, do uh, you know? Do you know if it's going to work with this Varjo headset that I'm going to be receiving <laughs> really
0: soon? Don't uh, don't think it's compatible with the Varjo. No. So but like
2: uh, in the in the chat, Swift says, uh, "Yeah, as a board gamer, the saved state uh, uh, sounds a fan freaking fantastic uh, thing, uh, mm. especially in a long haul, hours long board game like Dead of Winter with yeah. uh, loads of pieces.
1: D and D. This this will absolutely yeah. revolutionize Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> and all that stuff."
0: Well, it's funny you mentioned that because they've partnered with Fantasy Grounds and cool. D&D will be on there. Um, so Dungeons & Dragons will be part of this. It's going to be a part of this eventually. Uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be there already for release, but certainly they've partnered with them, so it's going to happen. Um, and basically the, what they were saying was that, say you've got like um, three players playing D&D locally and then one player playing remotely, say the dungeon master, he can actually see different things on the board than the other players. So, you know, say he wanted to bring in the fog um, and then he'd like to do little speech about the fog coming in and then he can wave his wand and then the fog will rise up and his hand movements will also be shown on the remote players uh, Mm -hmm. view as well. So it's really, really clever stuff, really clever stuff. The the, The main developer behind this used to work for Valve, and she broke off, and this was kind of like a passion project for her. And you know, if you watch videos of like tested, they they got hands on with this. We're really impressed with the technology. Uh, you really get to see this kind of like passion and drive uh, come out of her because she's she's she loves this 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 project. Wait, so, wait,
2: wait. So does this mean that the flagship VR title of Valve is going to be Half Life, but then a
0: board game? <laughs> well, no, she doesn't. She, 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 she doesn't work for Valve anymore. She no, used no, to. No, 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 but wait, wait, wait. Could that wait. mean that?
3: Is 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 well, this the reason why we don't have a Half-Life Three in VR yet? Because she's be. been working on this. Could be. Could be. <laughs> no, hang on. Uh, well,
1: there's a question from chat as well. That sorry to keep interrupting you, Mike. I'm trying to get through the details here. It's <laughs> <laughs> like You're good. just let, just let me. Um, Dang it. Till five. What's yep. the five with the name? Because if they're going to come into my real estate, you know, I own five.
0: I have no idea. Yeah, I have no fine. idea. Five
1: players. Someone not. was saying, like, is what were there maybe four revisions
0: of this earlier? Cool name though, I think. Interesting name. Um gotcha. But the glasses, the glasses themselves, they only weigh 85 grams. So they're they're really light. Super light. They've got a 110-degree field of view, which is really impressive for an AR headset because you know, if you look at Magic Leap and HoloLens, they're sort of like in the 40 to 60 range, I believe. Um but the the reason why they can pull this off is because of this this game board that they use. Um and in the glasses you have got these tiny little projectors which bounce the light off these specially designed lenses then onto this reflective surface and then back into your eyes. And that's how they're able to pull this off. And the interesting thing is because of this uh, technology and the way they've designed it with the board is that you can actually lean in and get a closer look at these uh, items that are going on in the game world. And they'll be perfectly in focus because of the way the light fields are coming back up. Um, So it's a clever way. I don't fully understand it myself. So I'm trying to sort of like describe it in a way not to butcher it, but basically like the way that the projectors bounce the light off the board, it has multiple different light planes. So when you move down amongst them, everything's in focus regardless of what light plane you hit. So it's kind of uh, very clever And, and, and very few uh, AR headsets can actually achieve this, but of course, because it's using the board, that's how um, it manages to actually, magic
1: and imagination. This is a well. this is like a precursor to what happened with a lot of other uh, technologies. I feel like so, you know, one the only thing that I, I think we haven't anonymized, uh, like a board game, is quite large. Usually, we don't presently have uh, a black a black slate for that. We have that for mobiles, right? Because mm. we said okay. I want whatever button configuration, whatever whatever interactivity, and so the iPhone kind of killed mobiles. Now they all look the same. I kind of feel like this is going to happen now. Board game technology, anything of that size or scale. Is there anything else that Tilt Five could potentially be used for that you guys can think of that's of that shape and size aside from board games? So yeah, card so, games. So
0: so well, they that's gonna, what I have. Co- yeah. They're going to have card games. There's also like uh, racing games, like top-down micro machines racing games. There's also like yeah. a marble rolling mm. game. And the cool thing is that um, this board, you know, the board that comes with the starter kit is just like a square. Yep. But you can mm. actually extend this way further and increase your range with the the actual game area. Mm. So, so, say you've got items that are popping out of the board, like in your AR view. Right. What you can do is you can actually get another board and put it like on a, a tilted angle. And you can actually look into that, so you can see much further away. So that's the kind of thing. It's kind of modular in that oh, sense, I and understand. that you can so add
1: to it. It would be like a crater, then.
0: So, so yeah, you could add more verticality to what you can see in your view, or further in the distance as well by using multiple boards and stacking them. Mm. Um, am
3: I am I correct to understand then? It kind of works more like a like a three D TV works in the way that like light is being projected, and you're getting. I mean, with like, I don't mean with like the the different like light hitting your lenses, but with like, uh, as the board is basically being used in order to project something to your eyes, and like the the um, the glasses itself don't do much of the work.
0: He's, I'm not quite sure how it works. It it sounds like pure wizardry when I listen to her talk about it, and it is fascinating. Um, but certainly, when I've I've seen like Norman Chan from Tested like use it, like he's very enamored with the technology, and he was very impressed with it as well. And 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 I just love the fact that you know this kind of technology is is really pushing the boundaries in a unique way. Like we we've never seen this kind of like real push in terms of board game technology moving this way yeah. forward. Yeah. Um, the key, the key thing is like it's not a standalone headset, so you do need to tether this to a PC or a mobile device. Um, so they hinted at like uh, the Google App Store being supported, so like potentially it's going to be an Android-based device. Can you qualify that a bit
1: further, Mike? What, what, what do you mean? So is is the board itself powered and needs to be tethered to a PC as well as
0: no, the no, headset? Head, so the headset is 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 powered and tethered to a, a PC or mobile device. Okay. The board itself is just like it's just a reflective surface. Uh, oh. that has, like, these dots around it for that tracking. the headset can can use for positional tracking, okay. absolutely. Oh, okay, now I get
2: it. Um, But, but yeah. you say Android? What yes. What about...
0: Uh... iOS? I really... They, they only mentioned Android uh, or the Google Play Store in their... Oh, well, delivery. Well, Rowdy, so, you're finally lucky <laughs> to play something, at least. But <sighs> I think it's likely that it'll come to iOS as well, but I think I think really... Of course, get...
2: of course. I mean, Rowdy's the only one in, in this podcast that uses Android, so says enough about uh, the...
3: Yeah, the the smartness of me. Yeah, I know. Uh, But it's uh, Andreas who actually uh, um, went a bit further on because he's actually uh, talked uh, quite a a lot about this. And he says, indeed, that that the the board itself is a a retro reflectrum and it's key for it to be working. But all of the active tech is apparently in the glasses. Mm -hmm. Um, And he says as well that the 100... 80 hertz frame rate is actually the three color fields, which is also mentioned on the Kickstarter page. It's basically like a DLP, but every color is reprojected separately. Mm-hmm. Interesting.
0: Yeah, so 188, 180 frames per second, it can run at, but it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily make a difference. Like the games yeah. uh, that it runs from Steam can run at 30 hertz, can run at mm-hmm. 60 hertz. It, it, uh, it doesn't really matter too much huh. because the the headset upscales it anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they can they were given an example where like Unity crashed. And they were still able to look around the scene because it's it's that a lot of the magic Act is being trick. done in the headset yeah, itself. Yeah, um, so it's it's a super interesting piece of technology, something that we've never really seen before. And what although is the price? it's well, this is the thing: it's actually relatively cheap. It's two hundred ninety nine US dollars. You get the glasses, the wand, the game board, different nose pieces. Sorry, one USB, pair of glasses, right? One pair of glasses, yeah. Uh, a different nose pieces and a USB three cable. Um, you can buy uh, a set with multiple glasses. Uh, But like I say, even if you just buy one set, you can play with people online just using your board alone. Um, They also say that these kits are developer kits and will come with the SDK, so you can use that to plug into Unity or the Unreal Engine to develop a game yourself if you Mm. wanted to. Um, It's been uh, really successful so far. They've raised around 1.3 million US dollars. but I think it could do much better than this. Um, but I think it's difficult to understand really what this can offer without actually trying it. But from people that I know that have tried it and, and told me about their hands-on impressions, they were left super impressed with it. I had
1: I had the opposite Sorry. from the people who I knew who tried it. Uh, they actually steered me away from it. But I, I wouldn't count them necessarily as... And just to give you credit again for this, Mike, I know I used the r- wrong term because I'm not a board game person, but I am a card game card and person. tabletop, I guess you mm-hmm. could say, person. So... Uh, But that, that would be it. So, so I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not board game and table top. I'm a card game guy, but this is in terms of a turning point that's mm-hmm. what i i find very exciting about this um
0: yeah like for, for example like you you play keyforge you know i've di- dipped into <laughs> keyforge as well like if, if they offered get that that you could play multiplayer with players across the world that would be super interesting right um but what they're saying is you know to get developers on board they, they could coat the the keyforge cards with certain uh coating that is invisible to the naked eye but would be picked up by the the tilt five headset so it could augment these cards and bring them to life essentially uh, in the future which i think is, is a fascinating mm-hmm. way of doing the, this
1: the thing that the thing for me that i I would love to see the, um, professional card games get away from, uh, which is which is really quite sad. If you've ever sat, you know, or, or been at a kind of a gamer convention that's not focused on like VR and computer games, but more like card games, D&D and that stuff, is just the amount of rubbish that's generated. Like if you're opening 15 card, card packs, the amount of rubbish, like even just for one tournament, uh, uh, you know, with uh, say 60 players in it, it's a mountain. It's literally a mountain. And that's all going to the landfill. And like that mm-hmm. doesn't need to happen. Um, already, companies are generally you know, tending and biasing towards digitization for, for card games. Yeah. Um, some of us like the physical artwork. Like I'm big into the physicality of it. But uh, if I had to trade it off for environmental benefit, I think I would choose to, to be honest. Yeah. And oh. the price isn't... That, that's a pretty fair price. A lot of people will probably look at it who maybe aren't board game players and say, geez, that's quite expensive. But a good... Complex, like well-designed board game, can cost you thirty to fifty dollars. Yep. So this is really only like the cost of ten board games, and if it's got the extensibility that you're talking about,
0: mm-hmm. again, yeah. And the thing well, is, it's not money. just game like board games as well, like traditional sort of games as well. They're looking to add support for that. So imagine like Diablo, for example, yeah. or like a Sim City yeah. game where you could look down into your cityscape, you know, on your yeah. table, and then obviously have the added benefit of being able to Different. look around your real-world environment at the same time as well. Different genres,
2: of the, you mean? Yeah. The yeah.
1: Um. Is the, the 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 leveling of it? Is it like again like a three D TV or old school stereoscopic where you're limited by the horizon of the board and then in? Or is there any um, pop up effect from this? I, I couldn't tell if.
0: Yeah, so there's verticality as well. Yeah, absolutely. So right. it's three D verticality. In they, they they try and sell it as like a hologram board game, basically. Yeah, grand. So... And then
1: and then I suppose the question will come of. Um, for for people who've tried it, how's the opacity, you know, because like the the modern, for instance, AR kit stuff with opacity is brilliant. Like it, it does a great job of occluding human hands and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm I'm really interested so, in how this develops.
0: Yeah. So I've, I watched a few videos and people were mentioning about the occlusion and they were saying that the occlusion works really well in that they put their hand in front of the board game and the it, the, the world on the board game wasn't on their hand then if you know what I mean it stays yeah. on the board because of this reflective surface I that's really do I think was that, thinking, that's I because key reflection to they this. can work with yeah. that
3: fairly easily because hmm. your hands
0: don't reflect yeah
3: very so, smart very yeah. very well well thought. I think it's a, a simple use uh, it's a very advanced use of like simple technology actually
0: yeah so using projectors lenses and this reflective surface together combined and upscaling cool. uh the the game um you know it, it's it's interesting really interesting I'm thinking about backing this myself Um, it's got nine days left uh, on the Kickstarter like I said they've already raised 1.3 million it's 299 US dollars for the headset and it's an SDK if you're a developer you know what you should
3: do Mike you should get three more glasses and then we do a podcast at your home one time and then spend the rest of the
0: week in playing that (laughs) that's true we could do that we could do it like this we could all be wearing our glasses we could have our little boards in front of us we could play together um (laughs) So like I say, the Kickstarter the Kickstart campaign's got nine days left. So if you're interested in getting your hands on Tilt 5 early, uh, go check out the Kickstarter campaign because it's going to be shipping in July next year to backers. Cool. Seems good. Cool. It's, it's very one nice. of those that like, if you've got the money and you're into it, Yeah, Um, and I would say, like you know, don't take my word for it. Um, Go and check out Norman Chan's hands-on review. Um, You know, Norman from Tested. Uh, She does a way better job, of course, of explaining it than I do. Um, And then you can learn more about it. But yeah, I think it is fascinating. I think it's something interesting and new that we've never seen before, and could be uh, could be something really unique and interesting for the future of board games. Uh,
1: Another another uh, just small point uh, for developers or people who are looking to launch on Kickstarter. When you have the say creative director or equivalent talking passionately uh, that for me uh, as a person who's sitting there, you know, assessing whether or not I want the thing like showing me what it can do. Great. But the person in the drive, like oftentimes is the thing that actually pushes me over the edge. So if you're going to do a Kickstarter, consider doing that. doesn't matter what you look like, you know Um, just, you know, the passion is really what matters. And actually it's, it's something that drives each of our audiences, you know, someone, Mm -hmm catches the, the, the fire in someone else's eyes that usually is what you know gets their attention so and that's why you should also consider us covering stuff that is you know
2: not out yet and you want to promote it on kickstarter
0: yeah, and it's worth <laughs> mentioning, you know, uh, the, the, the main developer behind it, um, Jerry Ellsworth is her name. Mm. She's got her own YouTube channel as well um, that she does a lot of behind the scenes stuff mm. and explains a lot of like the technical aspects in great detail because she's the oh, lead wow. developer behind it. So, uh, so, you know, go subscribe to Jerry Ellsworth to learn more about it if you really want to know about the technical uh, aspects of how they pull this off. Fantastic. Uh, so Brilliant. that is Tilt 5. Uh, now let's pass it over to Nathy to talk about the top PSVR games voted by the community uh, released this year so far.
2: Yeah. Well, released this year so far, there isn't that much coming out anymore as far as I know, or we're waiting for a big treat. Of course we have, we thought we were going to get Iron Man. In the end, that wasn't the case. <laughs> so like the games that I have in this list are all, you know, they they came out a while back um, and uh, I don't think there is much to add anymore. The end of the year but maybe who knows who knows this is based on what the community has played and has voted on was this um, sorry re- reddit facebook what what community we this voting? was a facebook, uh, facebook. Uh, so on facebook you can make like a poll and you can let people add their own games and then they can start voting so this was uh, not just a hey, uh, here's a list of all the games. No, they could add whatever they wanted if it was like uh, an indie or a triple A or something no one has ever heard of before. Like you could add everything.
1: So big old long
2: popularity it... contest on Facebook. Yes, yeah. yes. So so this like usually you get the most accurate list based on that. Um, so let's just start off with you know number uh, number twenty of course. Um, so I'm not going to say that much about every game. I want to keep it short because it's a long list. And if if some of you guys wants to like say something about this title, like oh this is really why it's in this list or why does it stand out, then you know, uh, shoot away. Um, so number twenty is Doom VFR. Uh, so I don't it's know. Uh, low.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah I,
1: I think so. It's older um, though, right? It's it is quite old. People have done uh, I it, think it, tried thing- it, moved on.
2: Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it came out in 2017. I think uh, that uh, sounds and right. And it came like it was. It was announced with uh, Fallout VR and also Skyrim VR. Cool. Um, I think I, I thought that uh, in in that list of like those three games back then, I think Doom VR was the was my least favorite because it did feel like Doom VR. I mm. thought the teleportation tool that they made. For this game, kind of blended in with those gory kills you made. So I thought that it's one of the first games that I saw using teleportation in a different way than just oh, it's teleportation to move. Now it's more. You know what I mean?
1: First uh, of December, two thousand seventeen. Ooh, I, I, I'm on point. I'm on point. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's that's uh, Doom VR
2: on number twenty. Then we have on uh, number nineteen, Batman Arkham VR.
0: Awesome. Yeah, yeah that, solid title. That that like, one
1: I think will stand up even today.
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and like we mentioned recently on the show, they it recently got Index controller support, uh, so you can play that on the Index as well. But yeah, of course on the PSVR it's great, and, and that moment where you delve into the Batcave for the first time and you put the mask on, yeah, it, yeah. it's amazing.
1: Yeah, the the, the cowl, yeah, you, know, you put that on and you, yeah. It, yeah. It, it does the best job of making you feel like a superhero. I mean, maybe Iron Man will change that now, but. And that was early as well. That was like a, was a launch title, I think. Arkham. Mm.
2: Yeah, so it was like a. I think it was a PSVR exclusive for uh, like over a year. It Was the first time we we saw like an exclusive pop up where it was like, okay, this is only PlayStation VR and mm. and nothing else. So you know, community was a little uh, angry, of course. <laughs> had to still get used to the fact that you know making money is also a thing in this industry. Um. So, yeah, uh, but you can now play it on almost every headset, or actually, I think you can, because Oculus Link, right? Um, so you, you can play it soon
1: with every headset you want. Um, Do you guys so find yeah. that that's calmed down now? The kind of exclusivity fire that used to happen every time a title had exclusive rights? Or is it just that there's so many headsets now and platforms that people are getting a bit distracted? Yeah, what what do you... I I I mean,
2: there's always a little bit of a fire going on, but it depends on where you're looking and what part you are, you know?
0: I think people still get, like, you know, like uh, for Asgard's Wrath, people still get annoyed that, you know, it's it's an Oculus exclusive title, even though that you can use Revive to play it on other headsets. Uh, People still get annoyed by that. But again, it's just that they don't really understand... Where we're at in the industry right now, and why it's important that these mm. things still have to happen, and
1: why the economics behind it actually mm. end up benefiting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: yeah, right. So next up, we have on number eighteen, Trilver saves the universe.
0: <laughs> Just don't play this one with your kids around. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I
2: well, there one is there that. is a there are two modes. You know the the, the mature mode and also the well. Kid friendly oh. mode, whatever that means, but
0: it's not kid friendly. <laughs> no, still kids. not kid. No, <laughs> no, no, it's not. Yeah. Um <laughs>
1: it's, so, it's for people who take offense, I suppose, to all the hard expletives and that in the game. Yeah,
0: yeah, but, but the content is still there, which is still very much adult <laughs> content. Yeah,
2: yeah. So this is uh, it's interesting to have this one in the list because it's a first person and a third person game. It's a mix of both, and it's a seated experience. And usually seated experiences don't make it in uh, top 20 lists or Mm. top 10 lists. They are, you know, physical is what sells VR most of the time. Although we all know that most of the people who own a VR headset like to just uh, play something seated. Mm. Um, This is what happened in the Wii days as well, right? First you were playing tennis, standing like, and then you were like, oh, but wait, I can also just lay on the couch and just be like...
1: Yeah. I feel, no, 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 no. I feel like that's changing though. I feel I feel like that's changing. Yeah, you changing. think so? Yeah, think yeah. So. With the um with people trending away from tethered and you know, whether it's a wireless module on a Vive or, you know, picking up a quest and having that freedom. I think once you've it's it's like VR when you have VR for the first time. Once you have tetherless VR for the first time, you kinda of, your brain does that little flip and you go, actually, uh I, I, I will be honest though, the lazy factor across gaming will always, I think, be there. So yeah. you know, people aren't gonna be Necessarily playing for eight hours, but, but yeah, with, with a good Trover, seated
0: one with Trova, Like I, I, played this right to the very end. I finished it, and it's just one of those games that I just wanted to know what happened at the end. I just loved, loved the storyline, loved the voice acting from obviously Justin Roiland. It's, it's brilliant. If you love that yeah. humor, then this is you, you can't miss this one.
1: So I'm really confused here now. So. <laughs> When we when we started this, I thought we were saying the best games of twenty nineteen. So these aren't games that necessarily launched in twenty nineteen or no. Okay. So this is just no. players rating in twenty nineteen. Yeah. Right. All PSVR exactly. games since since it came out. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um because some games are still
2: selling selling more copies than titles that came out this year, for example. Like, yeah. you know, you have Beat Saber, a behemoth of a title that still sells more copies than most other indies do Mm. Um, but yeah you're correct yeah maybe I should have mentioned that at the start Uh, let's let's move on to uh, number 17 Tetris effect
1: Tetris effect is amazing Mm. and and the funny thing is I'll bet you the sales don't represent it in terms of its league post here because of its initial pricing was very high yeah yeah it was high and it's also for a specific audience like tetris yeah, effect is. is a
2: rhythm game in a way um, and uh, like you know uh, if you have a good pair of headphones if you have maybe a subpack pack or something else um, yeah it's it's great it's 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 a trip you know it's a trip and uh, tetris uh, is, is something unique and especially in vr with so much going on it's like you're diving into the game Tetris and it's a and it's a different version than the original because you can use some power-ups as well you,
1: You've you've made me jot that one down now because i'm trying to anything I can test with headphones in the new headphone app, I'm like, okay it's a <laughs> Tetris effect. I, have, I haven't done it yet. Yeah. I've been waiting for the price to come down I think I saw it for like 25 quid recently in the sale. So I have to just yeah. pick it up in a christmas holiday sale or something Yeah,
2: so so it's in the list So it it must mean that people did you know check it out and did enjoy it yeah. even because of the high price um then we have, this one is, uh, I think, also one of the best ones we we have had so far. Uh, the uh, uh, flying,
0: I'm going to say flying experience in Ace Combat 7. Oh. Mm. Yeah, that, that for me was like a standout experience. Like using the Hotas, like using a Hotas for the first time and playing that game. Mm-hmm. was just awesome and you know flying through the clouds and having the water like droplets on your uh you know your hood of the of the aircraft was amazing and yeah it's probably more arcadey than you know flight sims for example but yeah it was a lot of fun for sure
2: Yeah, I still think they should have uh, made it a standalone uh, VR game because you had to pay a lot of money for Ace Combat 7 uh, and then play this VR part. Um, But that means that it's more for the real fans who want to enjoy the the pancake version and then also have a little bit of VR. Mm. Um, But I I, I do think it would have sold more copies if they did it that way. Uh, It's the same with the X-Wing mission in uh, Battlefront. You had to buy Battlefront be able to play that even if you weren't interested in the rest of the game mm-hmm. but uh hey maybe yeah they do make more money because i'm sure a lot of vr enthusiasts did buy ace combat 7
1: didn't play the main game but only played a few missions in vr it, it makes me think about one thing only and i know it's not coming to uh to psvr but i'm I'm wondering where the heck is project wingman um i had <laughs> yeah. toyed with that early on and that that's that's a pet project by a single dev and a couple of people supporting i think and that that looks amazing um there's a few demos out for pc but nothing for vr yet and vr support is meant to be coming i thought it was coming this year so another one to look out for
2: yeah and then we move on to number 15 the persistence
1: i have not played this title
2: i know mike did and sim did Yeah, rowdy not so sure but
1: yeah no, I didn't
0: I didn't play this one. Yeah, it's no, um <clears throat>
1: it's actually one that I was kind of talked into by GT uh GTVR because it's uh procedurally generated. And again, it's another one of these fear you talked fear about it on the show as
3: well because What's he that? mentioned it he talked about it on the show as well when uh, right. when GT was on it because he, it was one of his best PSVR experiences ever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And there's a demo if you want to check it out. And it interested. has a little
3: bit of like Dead Space vibes,
2: um, and it's it's very hard. It's it's a challenging title. Uh, it's one of those like Dark Souls difficulty uh, uh, games.
1: This is hard This it's just I just have to keep jotting games down. Fine. Uh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, these
2: because I, I played mean, the, the demo,
1: but I haven't played the full game. Now well, so. that's that's why this list exists, right? So uh,
2: then we have on number fourteen, and to me, is it, it's a surprise after playing with Mike. It's Arizona Sunshine. I like I I really start to notice that Arizona sunshine is outdated mm. to a point where I'm like yeah I don't know if you should still play this I don't know if you should still play it mm. um but it's in there so I'm not saying too much um but yeah Hmm. i like, like i fairy, like arizona a lot yeah.
1: the, when i played it but anyway, i oh, played yeah. it on pc i didn't play it on psvr so when you played it was it that because that, i think that's an important factor though yeah. because
3: how many of these kind of games do you have on 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 psvr yeah how many of those kind of games do you have on pc actually co-op yeah, multiplayer your... mm-hmm. yeah co-op yeah. multiplayer a zombie shooter i mean I, I do understand that there is an audience for that i mean there are people still playing Left 4 Dead now as well, and it's—I uh, yeah. mean, it could be, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just played more cause... playing Left 4 Dead with my family
1: two nights yeah. ago. I so.
3: mean, it is—it is, it is a very polished title yeah. with very cool mechanics. So yeah, I think I, I think uh,
1: like it's—it's it's
2: for me like I don't have information on if this was co-op or not. Um, if it's co-op, then it makes total sense, but. Like playing this alone, single player, like the, the campaign, the main
1: uh, thing. The am sure if you still want to... It's so good, though. No, Yeah, I, the narration I, is good. I loved but... it. It was, like, it was like six or seven hours of like really solid narration. And uh, I think their lighting was really solid. Like I
2: mean, Arizona Sunshine. Line.
3: Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, I,
2: to- I totally agree. It's just that the gameplay mechanics are showing its age a little okay. bit. Okay. Yeah, I mean like... So I, I totally do agree. I like, the story or? is amazing. In the PSVR um, edition, do you know? Well, in, in, in general, Arizona Sunshine, uh, you had to play that with, you know, the the moves. And I think they also had aim controller support, but I'm not so sure about that. I think so. I think it did. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Moves um, and aim, they're saying in the chat. Wow, aim controller. Yeah. How does that moves work? and aim. No it's just that right now there are more games coming out that seem to be a little bit more up to date. Um, so it's not like I'm not saying Arizona Sunshine is a bad game. It's just for me one of the first times uh, that I was like, "Wow!" So after two, three years, we start to notice that the first ones that came out in 2016 are starting to, you know what I mean? Where you once played mm-hmm. a game like 10 years ago, like for me, Bioshock One, it's like, "Wow, this is an amazing game!" But when I now jump in there, it's like, uh. Yeah, this was not like the first time I thought I played it. Like,
1: um, well, it's it's when there's key evolutionary steps that are missing.
2: Yeah, and yeah, you but miss is, them, and you're like, oh. And that's
1: and that's a good sign because that means
2: we're we're you know uh, going to yeah. the next level and games get better. So, like, first we we're always like, oh, this is the same again. This is the same again. So, it's 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 a good sign in the end, you know. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, we have on number thirteen, uh, Borderlands Two VR. We already spoke about that. So let's go to the next one. Uh, um, number 12 and this is uh, from Uncle Frank of course Firewall Zero
0: Hour
1: mm. hey I, th- I think it even belongs even higher in the list what a fantastic game
0: I just wish it would come to PC <laughs> but yeah no it's, it's uh-huh. a great PSVR title S- Great Space shooter GM project controller. is coming
1: to PC though, so uh, <laughs> we'll see.
2: Yeah. Well, this is a reason to buy a PlayStation VR. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Firewall Zero Hour is a is a great tactical shooter. It's super fun, and the um,
0: community is still playing it. You know, which yes, is, which is great. The,
2: they just landed yeah. a new map on it. Mm-hmm. Then on number eleven,
0: Mars. I love that game.
2: Ooh. Classic, classic third person, also mixed up with
3: first person. Yeah, was uh, I was super expected that one to to land a bit higher. Especially yeah. because they recently released, like, a new DLC, mm. No, yeah
0: I've, yeah, been, I've, yeah, I've been wanting to go back and play this game again, because I loved it so much. And I'm, I'm sort of tempted to do, like, a live stream of the whole game, because it's only, like, three hours long or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kind of easily streamable, but just kind of have it, it, a chill chat with the...
3: If there's game. one game that I would applaud for its nice audio... <laughs> then it's Moss. Yeah, they I do really a great like
1: job. Uh, the thing the, we're really typifying ourselves here. Here I'm like, oh, the multiplayer co-op shooter, that should be hired. You're like, story mode, <laughs> single player game, that should be higher. It's just really funny. Um but I think Moss, the thing I would say about it is uh if you can play it on PSVR, uh, or if you can play it even better on PC, like the fidelity in that game is just incredible. The visual um, fidelity and the graphics mm-hmm. and uh the little mouse running around, of course, quill, really cute. I didn't Really like the look and feel of it on Quest. Like it, it feels pretty carved back mm. uh, compared to the other experiences. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because when you have such a gorgeous game and mm-hmm. they have to strip things out, Sam, like kind of like Robo
2: Recall. You Sam, know? Don't worry, Oculus Link. <laughs> what <laughs> do you need to know?
0: If you play this on the Index at one hundred and twenty hertz, is like Ooh, it's beautiful. I bet it's beautiful.
2: Well, that's another uh, top ten, top twenty list that uh, we could make, you know. Um, but um, yeah, Mars, like you know, Quill, uh, in my opinion, is one of the flagship characters of VR. Definitely, uh, we should be very proud of uh, of
1: this, you know, character they created. Uh, I would say. I'd say undoubtedly is going to come back in a
0: sequel. Oh yeah, there'll be a second volume oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I think so
2: too. Um, then we have number ten. Uh, anyone want to, uh, wants to make a
0: guess
1: uh, on this one? White House. No. That's actually a pretty good guess. Um, no, but um, it's gonna be too random when we get to when yeah, we get to the top three. Random. Maybe I you don't
2: know, but oh, it it's like ten, so this must be like a, yeah, like a the really, cutoff point, right? It is. It is a shooter. It's in white and red.
0: Oh, <laughs> super, super hot!
2: Yeah, super hot. That's the one. Yeah. Um, hmm. Still, still ranking
0: high. Um, I get and that it seems
3: to still it's one of those end, endless games you can keep on playing. It, it sells like bacon that, that it, game
0: It's still one of my favorite V R games of all time, and it was the, the only time again? it was the only time at o c six where I actually got a little bit fanboying over like a developer <laughs> <laughs> I, I met I met the developers and I just kind of like lost all self- control and was just begging <laughs> them to make a sequel um, Super uh, cool. until they just told me to go away so can i have
2: merch please yeah.
0: um so yeah
2: there's a, there we have a super hot and i think the the main reason why this game is so popular is because it's you know time moves only when you move and, mm. and that's that's a concept we haven't seen in any other titles we have not seen anyone even copy it because they're too afraid to you know it's it's just it's just a great game it is next up number nine skyrim vr well, well, what was that? <laughs> Sky, yeah, Skyrim, Skyrim, Skyrim VR number nine now from my experience because the first time I played Skyrim and VR was on PlayStation VR um, I thought but that comes from someone who plays with every headset hmm. um, I thought that the controls were quite difficult to get into there were so many <laughs> menus uh, You know that Skyrim as a pancake game has a lot of you know um, Button combinations a lot of key combinations. So uh, again gram,
3: like like fact that it, it, again for me it's like it it's it's a great game i like it i love it but i don't really find it a vr game even when you play it in vr but it's it's so it's a VR it shouldn't part shouldn't be in the list at all <laughs> Well, the thing is <laughs> well I, Whoa, I, okay. the only thing i have to say is it hey,
1: transformed uh, it transformed the default move map and controller for free locomotion games which is the yeah. whole that's hold true. to move forward, hold to move back, and yeah. it felt really great. It was like the first game which made what was previously quite a complex interaction on the shady move controllers feel relatively natural, but I have to agree with Nathy on this one. When I started off and I tried all the different control schemes, it was like, the Oof. effects going on here, everything just felt like... It, well- and it
2: was but again, that, that comes from someone who isn't always playing with moves and stuff like that. Like if you're always, yeah. you know, on, on the platform, then this, this wasn't really a problem. Mm. Um, and
3: who, uh, the reason why it's so high is
2: because there it's rare to play a game still that has a 30 plus hour uh, uh, campaign going on. Um, it's it's all about, you know, the, the time you spend into Skyrim, it has an amazing <laughs> progression system. And of course that has not been built from the ground up for VR, but it just works. It's the same with Asgard's Wrath, uh, one yeah. of the main reasons why it's popular is because people are kind of done with all these arcade titles and they want to really, you know, spend some time into a game for a couple of weeks, maybe even a few months. That's why Skyrim VR yeah. uh, took off so well and it was huge promotion for VR. Like. I, I, I still remember that moment where Bethesda said like, okay, Doom is coming to VR, Fallout is coming to VR, Skyrim, we're like, holy heck, what are, we, what are we into, you know? Like, what is this going to cause in the, in the, in the whole industry? So I, I think it's, it's still like, you know,
1: great to see that Skyrim is doing so well and that we have it in VR. Uh,
2: it yeah.
0: works. It that works, kind of power so.
1: play is really impactful. I mean, even now that echoes you know the yeah. fact that they released those three massive games so hopefully someone like um Valve <laughs> could do something like that <laughs> yeah well we'll see um but uh rowdy careful uh, Todd howard might be knocking
2: on your door if you say Skyrim <laughs> is not you know uh, welcome in this list um yeah. number 8 yeah. uh, wipeout uh, omega collection so mike already guessed it that it's in the top 10
1: yeah,
2: yeah it's it's it's, it's it's such a an, an action packed title super fast i i can't remember any other title that goes faster than you know uh wipeout on playstation
0: vr on playstation no no so so this is like one of the the first one's out of the list so far that we've mentioned that is exclusive to PSVR. Um, yeah. All the others so far, you've been able to play on PC as well.
2: Well, they were timed <laughs> exclusives. There's sure, more exclusives them, coming
0: in this list. Yeah, because the, the top, the, the closer we get to the top, the, yeah. the more exclusive they get. I think. Yeah. Um, no, correct. But yeah, Wipeout is just the the only advice I'd give to you is like have a sick bag handy <laughs> <laughs> if, <laughs> if you're gonna unlock the cockpit and do all those crazy things because it can get super intense.
1: You might not believe this, but they actually sell sick bags that are em, em, emblazoned with the wipeout logos on them amazing you can actually get sick bags like airline sick bags well, if, if you if you think you can get sick
2: of wipeout, then you should have played uh the um racing game on now i forgot the name driver yeah driver on playstation vr driver. that would make you sick because it felt like you were driving in a cardboard car that was like stuck to your body. It was like a costume you were wearing. Oh God, you wow. were just driving around. So no, horrible. that's uh, that's even worse than that. So That's great. Like I wanted to like say
1: one thing about about Wipeout that um, super impressed me that when I first got into it. And I wasn't like a big uh, Sony fan before. Uh, the comfort options. They have, they have mm-hmm. a really, for, for as aggressive a game as it is, and it did launch with modes that could be, as Mike said, if you're not accustomed to it you're gonna be done by mm-hmm. uh it has modes that actually most players i think will find relatively comfortable where they're blinding out the windows Blinders. while they're fixing yeah. the horizon a yeah. whole bunch of different things but if you're if you're a real sim immersive person like most of us are you strip all that away and you've got a really hardcore racing game with a fantastic game community and it's, it's three games in one it's not just one one title which gives you a bit of variety in there as well. So you can have your single player, you can have your multiplayer on two of those three titles.
2: Yeah. So uh, Persistence, someone is asking the chat, Persistence was also an exclusive, right? As far as I oh, know. Oh, yeah, sorry. Was, yes, it was, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, No Man's Sky on number seven.
1: Yep. Which they like, recently released an anti-blur patch for, which I'm oh. yet to check out, but I really want to see well, what the, the difference is. Funny part was on,
2: on PC, it was struggling a lot you know, in VR, but then the PlayStation one, even that it
1: was blurry, was working just fine. So stable. Well, that's why yeah. I was playing it, because it was like so stable, <laughs> yeah. but I've got oh, about six different saves now, and well, both my wife and daughter are huge into, into No Man's Sky. And today, they're like, well, when you're back in VR, can we play No Man's Sky together? <laughs> uh, well,
2: that was a smarter decision than than playing it on PC because then you got high five to death by Mike. So, I mean, whatever you want, right?
0: That, that's true. That's what Zim did. The it was the other boy. way around,
2: actually. Yeah, like I, they I... finally found each other after two, three hours of playing, and then <laughs> and then he hugged Mike, and then he died. That's uh, basically what happened. It was Story ha- of, of their happy lives. Happy little
1: fist bumper high five, and Beautiful. Uh, yeah, Mike, Beautiful. Mike's frail system just couldn't take it. <laughs> That so,
2: number six, <laughs> Farpoint, uh,
1: oh, with, of nice course, nice. the AIM controller. Uh, wow. This was the
2: first game that came out uh, with the AIM controller. It was a bundle um, and not yep. that expensive. I think it was like 70 or $80. Dollars 80 script.
1: pounds is what I paid for my bundle. So. Yeah, something like that. So yeah, that's an um,
3: older title I mean, it's very solid like it's it's one of those like that and i would multiplayer really put high and multiplayer. List. this yeah. is the and point multiplayer.
1: multiplayer is driving yeah. this because right now. It's super super solid for co-op two months ago I was playing this three times a week. It's
3: oh wow. Such yeah. a
1: solid game like the aim controller support with it is fantastic when you yeah. consider it's tracking off of a little light ball like it's amazing
2: yeah i i feel like and 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 maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm wrong uh on on playstation vr uh people seem to be more on the social side they want to play more together well on pc vr i still feel like there is more interest in single so that- player
1: than mm-hmm. i don't I, have the I, numbers i, I, I kind of get the like- feeling that it's more it, it's uh being restricted by titles, because there's so there's such yeah. a broader array, and so what happens is that one might. person goes and hides, or you know you don't get you don't get the same um, volume of players in multiplayer games, so less people go back to it, because unless it's a positive feeling oh, yeah. every time yeah. you go, you're just gonna stop yeah. looking. You know, it's kind of like looking or, for love; you give up after a while. This, this it could also be because PlayStation VR has
2: a solid uh, friend system you know Uh, where if someone invites you you can join well on PC it's still hard to get into a VR game I saw this uh, tweet from Josh Dub saying like you know I I didn't see any any scene in Ready Player One where he had to set up his headset for like an hour or two Mm -hmm. Um, well that's the case right now if you want to play multiplayer it always takes at least 20 minutes. It all, like I've, I've I haven't seen many titles where it was like bam I'm in there maybe half plus half was the last one where it was like instant and I had fun but overall it's always like oh I need yeah. to change No Man's this
1: Sky or tweak is probably or... like the closest to it. No Man's yeah. Sky
3: does a great job of getting people together. Uh I had horrible experiences with that. With like every time I die, I had to like reset the game in order just to find each other. Okay, again. first week <laughs> bugs not counted, right? Uh, first week bugs. No, take him off the table. Like two okay. weeks in. Yeah. Right. so number five is gonna
2: come in as as a surprise for everyone here uh what i'm what saying say? astrobot no 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 astrobot is not in this list now i'm joking <laughs> that I was, was Go right. <laughs> on number five no, what is it no no one cares oh, about astrobot i know beat saber are you gonna guess the entire list now let's just uh... probably yeah just, you just keep going guessing <laughs> yeah. it doesn't work yeah, at all. yeah no, it doesn't work so number five is until dawn rush of blood oh yeah fantastic, fantastic. The thing is, with with this game, it's like a roller coaster with you know shooting mechanics, uh, and it's also a horror game. Uh, there aren't that many roller coasters out there that were you know um, unique in a way. Mm-hmm. Most it's roller just, coasters a, I've tried weren't that you know cool as this one.
3: It's it's a very solid uh, like like first steps experience. If you really want to like screw sco- s- screw someone over, I'd say it's <laughs> yeah, like it's, one of it's, those it's, things that you you. you you know, if you get motion sick it, or something easily, then... I think this is one of those that one.
2: titles that people might buy when they they get the PlayStation VR. I think this is one yeah. of those automatic titles to to get. Um, I, I should also mention that in this list, you know, some of them are, of course, on the demo disc, yeah. resulting into more people buying those titles instead of the ones that you will not be able to try up front. Yeah. Again, everyone from the PC VR community who's, sell, who's selling headsets and has a platform make more demos because then people buy more games and other things, so yeah, there we go. The um, other side is on. it
1: doesn't restrict to just people who've bought titles, right? So this could also be influenced by a bunch of people who you know, wanna yeah, buy a PSVR and think certain exactly. games look good. Exactly, but demos
2: are still rare in this uh, day and age and that shouldn't be the case. Um, then we have a number four, and this was, or still is, Mike, his favorite game. Maybe Asgard's Wrath is now on top of that. Ah, it's Blood and Blood
1: Truth. And
0: Truth. Mm. Yeah, like there is a a power struggle between the two right now because obviously I haven't even got anywhere near completing Asgard's Wrath. Um, But you know, blood and truth. You know, the the storyline, the the voice acting, the action. It just makes you feel like you're part of this epic movie, gangster movie in London. Which uh, of course, you know, I live near anyway, so it it brought even closer to home for me. So yeah, I I just loved this this game so much. Um, I just thought it was a standout experience, and that. There has been some, so many standout experiences on the PSVR for me, uh, and I'm sure we're going to touch on those games as well. But yeah, Blood and Truth still, I think, is my number one this year so far.
1: This I have not heard about before. Great Tantrum says, uh, for Blood and Truth, they just expanded the game with all new challenges and modes. Mm. Maybe worth oh. revisiting, for those of you cool. who interesting. are a fan. Then, number three,
2: Beat Saber. Whoa, it's not on top! Classic. Wow, I'm surprised. Classic. Interesting. Interesting. And that's uh, that's fine, you know, not being uh, yeah. on the first place. I think there is, you know, uh, room for more, <laughs> always. Um,
1: so, yeah, Beat Saber number three um, is I got a uh, Beat Saber-related question for you. If you had to relate Beat Saber to, like, a 2D game or, you know, just telling friends who don't know much about VR and hadn't seen what Beat Saber was, how would you describe it? What would you relate it to?
0: Music. With lightsabers. <laughs> like, <laughs> is there
1: another game like it, though? Like a, uh, Become no. a G- DJ and Jedi
2: in one. And yes, there are many copies of Beat Saber, but I haven't seen any that is,
3: well, if at least Guitar better Hero than. is played by a Jedi.
1: <laughs> Guitar <laughs> Hero played by a Jedi, that is an excellent way to do it. I'm just thinking, like, the nice thing about Beat Saber is it's pretty consistent across the platforms, at least now. I know for a while there, PlayStation had some special features and got an early foot up, but uh it's nice that we've got that i wonder what's what's I next think, with beat saber right 360s coming at some point
0: yeah although only to quest um is that true but,
1: oh right yeah, yeah makes, makes sense. wireless oh, right. uh, yeah,
0: of course. The, 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 the only thing about beat saber on psvr is they didn't get custom tracks whereas other all yeah, other platforms that's did the, uh, yeah. that's the only thing yeah. but mods on PlayStation vr yeah. uh so that's fair. yeah but it's
2: it's it's still fun to play it on PlayStation vr mike and i did uh mm. and maybe also you guys did um but uh, what I really enjoyed about playing it on PlayStation VR was the fact that, you know, even that the moves might have funky tracking sometimes, the haptics in them are, like, super strong. Like, yeah. there, there's always no other controller that buzzes that much and isn't even that loud, mm. funny enough. Yeah. yeah. So, in other words, you could feel it, but you don't hear it, which is yeah. annoying if you hear it. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. especially with the, like, classic touch controllers. Those were, like, dang loud
1: my days. I'm not sure if you guys remember um, hearing that, but they oh, were only like if they're buzzing. on a table. <laughs> on a <sighs> table, I, I, okay. I still have mine set up downstairs, and every time uh, we were playing Akron, uh someone would throw a nut or whatever, and this this controller would just go <laughs> like That's... an old, like a, having a mobile, you know, without a case. Yeah, yeah. 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 But then newer
2: ones don't do that anymore. You know, the revamped versions are didn't not notice. buzzing that crazy. Yeah, I didn't notice. Number two,
3: Astro Bot. Resident Evil. Oh, Astro oh, wow. Rescue mission love that game this is uh, i think this is yeah surprise. this is my
2: this is still my favorite game of this year mm. for sure oh yeah by far
0: yeah so. i can see why i can see why for me you know in my mind when i compare them to when i compare it to moss I, I do yeah. flip. I have times mm-hmm. where I think AstroBot was a, was a cuter character, and then like sometimes I think Quill was a cuter character. It's, it's such so a different choice. For me, the
3: win would go to to Moss. Like that's that's mm. definitely character my character-wise. Yeah. No, it's more my kind of game because AstroBot is like a like a true platformer, you know, mm. it's mm-hmm. platformer. I, yeah, for bone. me, like
2: for me, Moss would rank higher character-wise, but gameplay mm. mechanics-wise,
3: mm.
2: uh, AstroBot was way more original. Yeah. Where You had your gamepad this is a gamepad game we're talking about by the way this is rare to have that even in in a list Mm -hmm. like this where you know you could use it in so many different ways your controller was transforming Mm
1: -hmm. and it's so magical i think that there's a a fork here right like there's a there's a difference between the best game to show off what vr is capable of and the, the uniqueness of vr versus maybe the game that you enjoyed the most like if i wouldn't say game design-wise and VR integration-wise that I would say Skyrim's on top. But for me, (laughs) Skyrim still is on PSVR my favorite all-time game because it's like going on holiday and I just go in and I'm like in vacation for three hours and come out and feel great. Uh, But it absolutely, to Rowdy's points, which he continues to echo every podcast we talk about, Skyrim is not well-integrated for VR at all. No, um, but I
3: I wholeheartedly agree with that. I mean, Skyrim is one of my all-time favorite games, yeah. just in general. Maybe that's yeah. also why I'm so critical for it. So. Yeah, but that, that's that's why there's so many different reasons to say why is this your favorite game.
2: For example, yeah. Mike says with Blood and Truth, it's because of its story, and it was like being in a movie. Well, for me, Astro Bot was a mix of yeah, I love platformers. I, I I you know I I like to play those. You know, Lucky Steel, Edge of Nowhere, etc. Yeah. So that's already one reason why I like that more than. And then also mm. the fact that the gameplay mechanics were like really new and fresh. Well, mm. you know, I, I play a lot of games in a year, so it's like I'm I'm always looking for the next step for something that is different. So everyone
1: ranks games on mm. you know yeah. The- well someone's mentioned in chat, and I think it's a very fair point. Something that uh, I, now I don't have a lot of experience with PlayStation uh, in terms of its past lineage, but the use of the D the DualShock controller in AstroBot. Is, is astronomical like the way it, that it you interact is. with yeah. it the way oh the pad my. works it just comes alive I've and it becomes it this like lovely little catch box for when you whenever you get one of the little dudes and he's like yeah.
2: twirling you, around
1: you, and high five and all this kind of stuff you can even if you have an angry time little astro in that loading man you can just give him a big old whack with the controller and he flies off and he comes back <laughs> eventually the,
2: the only time before where i saw your gamepad really transforming was with uh how is the game static. called yeah static exactly static is where so good. your hands are like stuck in a box and it's mm. it's playing with your imagination in, in a way cool so number one resident evil 7. oh what God a surprise it. also oh. a you know uh, a controller title you know no moves no aim uh just yeah. so that shows that it still stands up Uh, and that it's uh, a splendid experience even that it is seated and this proves that you don't have to be immersed while standing up or we have to walk around or have to see your hands or anything like that no it can just be a game so i I find that a very
3: disappointing uh, (laughs) conclusion like that a game like like i mean Again, I love Resident Evil, but again, it's not a vr game like you have games that are so innovative and so different like for example static like a fisherman's Tale, that don't even appear in this kind of list just because of the popularity of of Resident Evil because yeah. resident evil it's it's a it's a movie that you're watching in a in a seat where you can move your head that that is it um Although I love it, don't get me wrong. But it's you're watching in a seat. How dare well, you? How dare you?
2: <laughs> apparently, that's what people want. Yeah, in a way, not everyone. And uh, this also depends on like how long are you a PlayStation VR user? If you are a user for three years, then you might want to play other stuff than someone who's new. So there
1: are so many different interests. You
2: know, what where... about
3: Rec Room?
1: Rec Room's not even in the list. Yeah, it's it's really surprising. But the thing is, I think this is purchased titles. I'm guessing.
0: Yeah. Is there
2: anything else
1: free that was on this list? I don't think so.
2: And again, no, this is community based. So yeah. like you have this this group of people on Facebook that have maybe the same interest and kind of gather to a certain degree and then uh, vote. Uh, and like if I would put this list on another like Facebook group, we might have
0: a different result. I'm sure but we will. But is the list isn't
3: is Creed on, on PlayStation as well? Creed? It is, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I think I think the list has strange. been pretty solid, to be honest. You know, yeah. I, I think it's pretty <laughs> accurate. And and I, I would understand that Resident Evil 7 is is number one. You know, it's a very immersive title. It is very intense for newcomers will say that like i think Mm. you know it can make you a bit motion sick because you're not in control of the head camera movement at times (laughs) um however you know it will give you some of the most memorable experiences that you'll ever have in a video game uh by experiencing it in vr i Uh, I will
1: never i will never eat cereal the same way again play blackjack (laughs) the same way again enter an old creepy feckin house the same way again uh oh it's just it's awful i mean i agree with that I agree. It, yeah. It's 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 a fantastic title though for what it what it's yeah. achieved. Um, but the other thing is, remember a couple of years ago we had that awards ceremony at the end of, don't remember now was also, it end twenty eighteen or yeah. something, and this one came out on top. It, it's not really that surprising because it's such a big name and with such a a huge yeah. lineage, right? Mm-hmm. It's yeah, got yeah. a it, it's got so much momentum behind it. So yeah, so yeah, so that's like the the top twenty,
2: uh, like voted by one community of the many communities uh and uh, and uh, I wanted to do this because it's like the third anniversary of playstation v r so this is like a like a happy birthday moment uh i'm I'm very happy that they are uh, in the industry. I'm super excited for the next uh playstation uh v r headset uh and like still i think uh platform wise they have the best games they know how to do their marketing. They know how to get people excited for VR. It's like the full package. But we're talking about a company who has so much experience in the gaming industry, like anyone really else, That favor. why would we be surprised? Um, but, you know, when I was uh, looking at this list, I checked out some trailers. And even from the trailers, you can see that PlayStation gets... Mm. how they need to, uh, uh, you know, show people, hey, this is VR. You you all remember, like, people having these boxes on their Mm. hats, right? And they kind of look ridiculous to a certain point. But they use it in a combination where people are in this real room of theirs. Then it transforms into this virtual world. But it does show that you're wearing something. And I think that translates well to... What I've seen on TV because
3: uh, places VR is the only thing I've seen ever on TV on my TV. Well, what, what I find strange actually, if if you look at like the beginning days of virtuality, like a lot of it, like a lot of the comments were like, "Oh, this is going to be great for like sim races or simulation." But beyond that, it's not really like that popular. Or, like, oh, it's never going to take off except for in simulation, right? But well, if you look at this list, there's almost not a single like there's almost well, I mean, we have Wipeout, which you could classify as a, as a racing uh, not a lot, game, though. but it's. It's not a lot. Yeah, there's not like any like a, a Wars, really, I mean. what, yeah, really flying there's... aces we had. But like uh what 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 on flight simulator or like a racing simulator or like mm-hmm. a, a simulation game where you, did, you like would an Elite Dangerous initially. or
1: Yeah um, it's all not but you know, I also Valkyrie? Don't... None of that stuff is but,
2: but I also haven't analysis.
1: seen Sony really focus on that.
2: No, with, but that's what the, I mean. Like right. if,
3: if you if you listen to like the initial comments on virtual reality, we're like, oh yeah, you know, it's gonna be for for sim racing and like these mm. simulation kind of things are gonna be great. But well, ultimately, if you look at like how the industry if you would have taught me like four or five years ago, oh yeah, VR is gonna be great, we're gonna have three titles that are platformers in the top 20 of games, I feel like, <laughs> yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, Astro Bot, Moss, and I think another one that I'm forgetting uh, was in here as well. So that's pretty yeah. pretty yeah. weird and impressive yeah. in a certain yeah,
2: way. I, I think that if you look at uh, all the games that uh, you know have been on PlayStation VR so far, there haven't been many that were real bad. We have seen a few, but overall their moderation was pretty solid. Uh, the only title mm-hmm. I can remember that didn't make it at the start, but maybe it was too early, was Rigs, mm-hmm. uh, from Guerrilla Games, yeah.
1: mm-hmm.
2: big studio. I wish it did better because I think we would have seen a few other VR titles by by now. Um, but because that like was a like a flop to a certain degree, wrong I time, think they, wrong time, yeah, I mean, wrong time, wrong time. But you know, Guerrilla is they they can pull something magical out for sure. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, we'll see. Maybe they make a comeback. Who knows? So yeah, that's that's the top 20 list. There are, of course, many more titles that are also worth playing. This is not just it. Um, and uh, I, th- I think that if you are uh, you know, a consumer, uh, then you can safely browse on their platform and buy a game without having to be like, oh, I just bought this new War Z game and
0: or, or maybe not the on. one that, that Zim mentioned in releases, though. Maybe avoid that one. Good old Warzone, <laughs> but, but but everything else. I, I mean, War
2: Warzone <laughs> is of course on 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 their store, th- um, but their rating system is is pushing away things that are bad, so it will only uh, fade away. And and it's, it it is know? pretty
1: accurate, actually. Their their rating system does work quite well, so you can actually trust it as a guide, which is which is good for any store. But I think and there's two main variables why, uh, two main characteristics why PlayStation has been so successful. Number one, I mean, it's not a simple bit of Kit to set up, honestly, compared to consoles. Um, One of them is the price. And the second one is easiness to share with other people and get other people excited. You know, the fact that Mm -hmm. it appears on your TV as the person's in the headset, very easy to enjoy in a family environment and, you know, with friends coming around. And VR Mm -hmm. didn't have that until really Quest. Yeah. The casting certainly doesn't scratch that itch yet. I mean, it's no, not good And, enough, and, yeah. and, and the And design-wise, it's it's quite playful. It
2: has a it has a good design that still works. You know, the strap was the 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 only one that nailed it back then. Uh, now it's funny that most headsets we see are copying the Halo design strap. to mm-hmm. you know what PlayStation VR had. And yes, yeah, setup-wise, <laughs> like you could you could say it's complicated. And on the other side, if you look at it, yeah, there were a lot of cables, but the way they were introducing the box to you with the manual and everything wasn't that hard. I mean, you have the connect camera. Well, with the Vive and also the Rift, I had to, you know, put my sensors on a table, on a bookshelf or even mount them in my, uh, of course, that's like a total different audience. But PlayStation VR Mm -hmm. is, um, you know, on a level that a lot of people, you know, it's a good entry level. It's a good entry level. So again, I'm very excited for, uh, I don't know if it's going to be next year. We know PlayStation 5 is going to, you know, uh, drop uh, at the end of next year. Mm-hmm. But PlayStation VR has not been confirmed. We do know that this kit that is now, you know, a thing uh, will work with PlayStation 5. Um, but the new one, we don't know yet. Uh, I was really hoping for something standalone, but I don't know if they want to go the FIDA way again and uh, uh, kind of split off.
0: Yeah, who knows? But I think we'll have to wait until after the console launches before yeah. we'll see anything in the PSVR 2 era. Yeah. But yeah, I think it was a solid list. Um, we've got we've had a really long show, so thank you for those of you that have kind of stuck around it was like two hours and twenty minutes. People usually enjoy it. Like I
2: saw comments from last time. They're like, Yeah. Oh, thank you, thank you. Now I can, you know, actually uh, finish my uh, drive home in not a boring way.
0: Yeah, I appreciate you know that, that people do enjoy it, but but for our own sanity, <laughs> doing doing two hour plus streams is is taxing, but. Um... But yeah, so uh, we hope you've enjoyed it, though. You know, if, if you have, of course, let us know. We'd love to know your feedback. But we've talked about tons of stuff in this episode. Red Dead Redemption 2 VR, Varro, Tilt 5, uh, all these PSVR games as well. So if you've enjoyed it, let, let us know. Leave a like on the video. That would also really help us yes. out. Subscribe for all our future uh, endeavors on YouTube and other platforms. Um, but just a reminder... It's a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show, live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook and on Twitch. You can catch the show in VR with big screen TV, watch it with other like-minded VR enthusiasts. Really cool way to watch the show. You can catch the show at 7pm in Europe, 6pm in the UK and 12 midday in Central US. And also check out the audio version because we put a lot of work into making that sound beautiful for your ears. And that's on iTunes, SoundCloud, Anchor and on Spotify. Uh, I think we're just going to sh- wrap up the show. <laughs> no. um, Sorry, chat.
1: We got to cut it. It's run so
0: long it. now, you know? We got to cut it. We got to cut it. So have a great week in VR. We'll be back at next week at the usual time. Until then, take care and bye-bye for now. Bye. See you later. Bye-bye.